the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We were going to sleep outside all the time. Be uh, perfect Cal- weather for California that. is a good place to do that. And so, you know, you combine that and you've got the you've got the liberal social safety net for those people. You've got the pristine weather, you've got the legalized marijuana. And so all that combines to I mean, if if I was homeless and I was, you know, in Chicago, I'd be trying to get a bus ticket to California. You know. <laughs> Right? I mean, why would you want to be near the Great Lakes, you know? So you, you, you see that, but like anywhere else, it's in certain areas of town. Um, they, they do try to control that. It's, it's not um, it's not as pervasive in San Diego as it is in San Francisco. And, of course, in San Francisco, you've also got those high real estate values, and you've got all those restrictions on, on personal property and construction. That leads to less housing. Mm-hmm. So so that hurts as well, in addition to those other policies. You know, when you say we're not going to build any houses over here because there's a certain blade of grass, you know, or whatever, that, that also hurts. And then combine that with the liberal drug laws and the heavy social safety net and the great weather, and boom, that's where everybody wants to be. I mean, that, that, that's got to be number one uh, in America for homelessness. California has to be. The, I, yeah. I do know this. L.A., the police officers there now are raising a ruckus because they've had officers coming down with typhoid. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. of uh, the homeless population. Yeah, around the Skid Row, who, yeah. Yeah, it's well, bad. Well, you know, I mean, yes, and then typically if you are a law enforcement officer, you are conservative by nature. That's why you're applying for the job. I mean, you know, you're not the person that's applying to hand out free needles down at the methadone clinic and the person that's applying to be a law enforcement officer. Probably two different people. Obviously motivated by, you know, different different character-driven ideas of life there. Right. And so you're probably already a conservative if you're in law enforcement, you know, and, and you're just, you look at the squalor and the, the nastiness associated with that and, and you know, you 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 have to deal with it. I mean, you know, the 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 people that are sitting on the city council in San Francisco or the Don't. city right, the they city live ma- in the right. parts of the of the area that that stuff doesn't get allowed. Right, and and you know, and you wonder sometimes, are they snorting meth? Why why do they make these decisions? I mean, it's it's like it's like here in Little Rock. You know, you've got the mayor, and he's 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 changing around the budget because obviously there's a budget shortfall and he's wanting to take some money out of parks and rec and use that money to buy body cameras for all the police officers and he wants to cut some other areas of the budget that are not needed to hire a hundred more cops and then you've got a clown on the city council for little rock who is upset during the city council meeting because he's concerned about the greenhouses what do you mean we're going to close the greenhouse you know and people are being shot and killed in the streets, and this clown on the city council in Little Rock is concerned about gardening. Mm-hmm. 
hey, gardening's cool if all your other problems are solved. I mean, if you're just sitting around and your choices today is, I don't know, get a pedicure or garden, I guess gardening is a legitimate choice. But when you have real problems that need to be solved, as in people people getting shot and killed, right? We need to protect our citizens first, safety and security first. Then on down the line, when we get taken care of safety and security in the streets and the sewer system and the water department, maybe we can get to gardening, you know? It's just weird. I I wonder where those people come up with that and how they set their priorities. I got a question for you. Yeah, man. Do you remember three, four years ago, Stodola Mm -hmm. sold everybody on a tax increase Mm -hmm. to to hire X amount of new police officers? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that I don't think they ever got... No. They never were ever brought on board, and that's why scott's doing what he's doing now right that never got done no it did uh, not no. And, no, and, and it was like none of the news stations wanted to take that story on right I talked about it on the air nobody wanted to take it on right right and i don't get that well I, you just get off on these weird deals and and you know you and i've talked about it before you know police protection fire protection it's not the sexy story nope police protection fire protection streets Water and sewer, you know, trash pickup. That's what you should be worried about. The police department, the fire department, the street department, the water department, trash pickup. Those are the five things you need to concentrate on as a city. And if you are knocking those out of the park, I mean, you're just hitting home runs Mm -hmm. with all of that. Then we need to worry about the river trail and, you know, the basketball court and the volleyball court and all that. You know, that's what you need to do. But, but. Little Rock is not the only city that is guilty of these things. As Every you I, city I have mm-hmm. ever lived in, mm-hmm. here's what always used to just, it really does. It pisses uh-huh. me off. They'll stand up and they go, you know, we need more money for law enforcement mm-hmm. and for fire. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, you don't. You got plenty of money. What mm-hmm. you need is when you budget, you figure out how much money do you need for your police and for your fire mm-hmm. to get done what needs to be get to get done, and then you take the rest of the money and figure other things out. Right. But the very first thing you do is protect the voters. Right. None of them do that. No, no, no. Their their whole agenda is to get more departments, hire more employees, increase taxes, build the bloat and fat and wastefulness of the city that's their agenda and and somehow they go around to these civic groups and they say these things to local newspapers and they sell it and if you look at you look at jacksonville or you look at cabot or you look at searcy or you look at batesville it's all of these places they're all right up and down 67 167 everybody's got a community center everybody's got a baseball field everybody's got a soccer ball field everybody's got a swimming pool everybody's got a water park everybody's got a library everybody's got a whatever and they sell these things to the to the um public as an economic development tool a growth tool a job tool yeah if everybody has that where is the growth and the economic development nobody's coming to use that if i can go right down the road here in my hometown and play softball why do i need to come to your town they sell people on that stuff though and they get that tax passed and i wonder sometimes if the people that are saying those things and I, and and either way either way they do not need to be in that position either one you are a liar and when you stand up and you say that to people you are lying mm-hmm. and you know when you say it you are a liar 
or two, you are a stone cold idiot and you do not understand the economy or business at all. I think A and B. You have no <laughs> business training whatsoever. You are so stupid that you actually believe as a city council member or as a mayor that a soccer field is an economic benefit and a growth engine for your community. And if you believe that, now you don't need that office. It's one of two things. You know, Either you're a liar and you know you're, you're lying. you're going to agree with what I'm Or you say are next. an idiot. You want, you want your town to grow. You want to see more people come. Here's what you do. You lower taxes. True. And you lower crime as low as you can possibly lower it so it is a safe place to live. If you do those True. two things... Business will come to you. Right, right. I mean, that, that's what drive. I mean, what is what is going to drive the growth of your community? You've got to have good school system, good affordable housing, mm-hmm. safety, and security. That's it. Those three things. Nobody's standing around saying, "Man, I need. I can't live over there." I mean, the school's great, and man, those houses over there are relatively cheap compared to ever all the other houses around. There's no murders in that town. But they don't have a swimming pool. Man, forget that. We're not buying a house there. My God, there's no public pool. Nobody's doing that. No. <laughs> nobody, nobody nobody is deciding on where they live based on parks and rec. I agree. But these with guys you. are pouring millions of dollars into parks and rec when that money should be allocated, especially in Little Rock, to safety and security. They need safety and security. Hey, the fire in this de- place. Yes, the fire department is strong in Little Rock. Yes. They're the police good. department needs some help. Yes, they do. They well, need some officers. They need, they the need officers security cameras. They were promised six or eight years ago. And the true thing to that is, pay them. I mean, you got to pay those guys. This goes back to when Stewart was police chief. Man. And, and he, <laughs> that's what he wanted. I know. You know. And they wouldn't give it to him. Right. And not everybody's hanging out at the airport, hanging out in the river market. There's other areas of town, guys. I mean, somebody needs to call the city council and tell them. But guess what? Not everybody in town is at the airport and the river market. That's exactly right. Okay? There's other stuff going on. I mean, you know, just like we talked about on the A&P tax. If I'm a restaurant way out Highway 10 and I'm paying an A&P tax in, and everything that the A&P tax money is spent on takes place in the river market. Downtown. I'm not so happy about why that. Why are you spending my money downtown? I'm not I so happy about that. Out here. Right? Yeah. Not so happy about that. I agree. You know, and you and I can see this, mm-hmm. and thousands of other people can mm-hmm. see this, right? But they don't see that. Who's paying them? I'm just right. telling you, who's paying the people who are making these decisions? I, I I just don't think that people that have a business mind, an economics mind, a business education takes those jobs. I, they're not running for office; they're actually running a business. You know, I mean, that's the difference. You think we should run for mayor somewhere? You should. You should. I can't. I can. My life's too wild to run for mayor. I can't. I can't do that. I mean, yeah, I see you know, the pictures you. Post. I can't do that. I'm, Wednesday night, I'll be at Aerosmith in Vegas with that's all right. You know, Steven Tyler. That's you just I'm still too, love. You still I can't the, be the mayor. Don't show the other pictures of. Aerosmith. I, I don't. <laughs> all right. All right. My my social media is very much PG rated. Yeah, it is, and it's still over the line a little bit. Yeah, all right, let's take a break. Matt Smith is here. We'll uh, talk about movies when we come back. We'll move away from politics a little bit. But I'm sure it'll raise its head again as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, don't forget, uh, you can always look at what's going on in the world of insurance to see where the best deals are. And let me direct you a place to go that you're going to find out one of the best deals 
that's ready to be hit. And that is at Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency over in Sherwood. Dwayne Smith is an all-state insurance agent. So they keep Mr. Mayhem under control, all right? You need to get your uh, insurance together, your home insurance, car insurance. You need to get, if you got a boat, if you got a motorcycle, everything that you have insured, you need to put it together, stop by, sit down, and talk to the friends at Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. First thing to do, call them, 501-819-0373. 501-819-0373, and set up an appointment to come and sit down with them at their location at 3920 East Keel Avenue. And, uh, you know, there's more to it than just cost. For instance, maybe they can give you the exact same rate that you have right now, but they can give you more and better coverage. That's just as good as cutting your costs, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to suggest that you call Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency, set up an appointment at 501-819-0373, then go visit them, 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood, and get the best insurance coverage you can get for your house, for your car, for your motorcycle, for your life. All those things are handled by Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. All right, in the studio, Matt Smith's with us. We've got about six minutes the rest of this segment. Okay. Let's come back and talk to him about a movie that I'm sure is playing at all of your theaters this weekend. I went and saw it last night, Men in Black International. Yes. Today in the paper, they gave it a 78. That would be about a C+. Plus. Okay. Well, I, I give it a high B-. minus. Okay, well... If you're looking for a continuation of the story with Will Smith and Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones, then this is not your movie. That's right. If you're looking for a cool popcorn movie where you're familiar with the premise, this is your movie. It's good. So I think the reviewer is disappointed because those three guys from the original trilogy aren't in this film. But this isn't Men in Black 4. Okay, this is Men in Black International. It is a reboot. It is a reimagining of the franchise. They're keeping the familiar aspects of the movie that you yeah, know. The weapons, the aliens, all of that stuff is here in spades. With new agents. Yeah. That's what's changed. And we have good. a new it's Thor and it's Valkyrie. How's that one for you? How can you knock that? So you you have the men in black. These are the men in black. Mm-hmm. They have all the tricks of the trade. They're going on those same missions. It's just a couple different agents, if you will. That's the way it works. And you got Liam Neeson. Good film. Come on, Liam Neeson is great in this movie. Good popcorn movie. Um, And, of course, it's playing in Hot Springs, Cabot, Searcy, and at Riverdale. Uh, We have the new auditoriums open in Hot Springs. They open last Friday the 7th. Uh, They feature stadium seating and luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Uh, Those chairs are in all four of my Arkansas locations. Of course, we're serving beer and wine in Hot Springs. We're playing Men in Black International, Shaft. Which I want to see. Secret Life of Pets 2, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Dark Phoenix, Ma, John Wick 3 Parabellum, and we have the exclusive showing of Aladdin. You can only see Aladdin at the Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema in Hot Springs. That's Hot Springs VIP Dot com. So go check that out. Buy your advance tickets uh, every Monday and Tuesday at 10 a.m. We have a special P 
PG Kids cartoon in the morning. We sold in popcorn for just a dollar. Tickets are on sale at HotSpringsVIP.com. We are the exclusive home for Toy Story 4. The first showing of Toy Story 4 is at 6 p.m. on Thursday. Those tickets are already on sale. For all of Hot Springs and Garland County, you can only see Toy Story 4 with us. HotSpringsVIP.com. Get your reserved seats there. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and all auditoriums. A full food menu serving over 20 different beers and eight different wines. Tickets and gift cards are available online at our website. Download the free Theater Group mobile app for your phone. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like the Facebook page. The link for all of those is at the website, hotspringsvip.com. Be sure to check that out. Just so everybody knows, Uh you want to see Men in Black International and the other movie this weekend. I want to see Shaft because I saw the first Shaft. So they got Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft, and this Shaft. So I'm I'm up for it. I also want to see The Dead Don't Die because listen to the cast for Dead Don't Die. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Segvigny, Danny Glover, Caleb Landry-Jones, Rosie Perez, you've got uh, Carol Kane, Tom Waits, and Steve Buscemi. I just think it's hard not to make at least a decent movie with that kind of talent. Right? I mean, seriously. There you go. So I'm going to go see it. It 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 smells like Shaun of the Dead to me, uh-huh. but that's okay. I like Shaun of the Dead. Now, you're talking about um, The Dead Don't Die. Which is over at Riverdale 10. Exclusively. Only place planted in Arkansas. That's Riverdale10.com. Now, we've got four new moves for you at Riverdale this week. Of course, we have The Dead Don't Die exclusively, only at Riverdale. Got 60 seconds. We also have Late Night, <laughs> Men in Black International, and Shaft. All four of those are new this week at Riverdale 10. Come check out Jim Jarmish's The Dead Don't Die, exclusively at Riverdale 10. Tickets are at Riverdale10.com. Still showing Rocket Man, The Secret Life of Pets 2. Still want to see that movie, Aladdin, too. Dark Phoenix, The Tomorrow Man, Ma, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Riverdale10.com. You got to tell you what, I still want to see Rocket Man. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I liked Rocket Man. I enjoyed that. Of course, it's a it's a uh, singing concert musical movie, and I love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Late Night is great. Uh, Emma Thompson stars in Late Night and Dead Don't Die. Obviously, with that cast you just talked about, Bill Murray alone should bring people in. But those two are at Riverdale Ten. Now, Men in Black International and Shaft, not only at Riverdale 10, but we're also playing those in Hot Springs, Cabot, and Searcy. Oh, by the way, in The Dead Don't Die for all you rock and roll people out there, Iggy Pop is in that movie as well. You don't know who Iggy Pop is? You're not a rock and roll person. All right, we'll take a break with the news, and then we'll be back. All right, now, we were talking about something, uh, Matt, just a moment ago, and I want to jump off on this because coming up in November is the brand new Terminator movie with Linda Hamilton is back and Schwarzenegger's back. Who played the kid? Uh, evidently people have seen him on set. So maybe he's going to do, he's going to show up in the movie as well. I can't remember his name, the actor's name now, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we are showing as the classic movie, you 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 heard us talking about him. In fact, Russ, can you play your spot for us one more time? Here you go. Listen to this because we're going to uh, – this is important that you come and see this. If you're a sci-fi Terminator fan, 
You'll want to see our classic movie in July. Listen to this. July 9th, the battle for tomorrow returns. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. Over 10 years have passed since a cyborg tried to kill Sarah Connor and her unborn child. Now, a reprogrammed unit is sent back to protect the teenage boy from the future. Come with me if you want to live. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Robert Patrick. James Cameron directs the next Dave Ellswick classic movie. A lot of fans of the movie weren't even born when it was made. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. A Terminator identical to the one that tried to kill Sarah Connor is sent back in time. Who sent you? You did. To protect her teenage son, the future leader of the resistance against Skynet, from a newer and even deadlier model, the T-1000. Get your tickets now for T-2, Tuesday, July 9th at 7 p.m. at the Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema. Don't miss Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Back on the big screen from Dave Ellswick and 101.1 FM, The Answer. Great I'll line. be back. Great line, and of course, I'll be back. Went on to be a conic line in Absolutely. culture. But, Absolutely. but that whole thing, who sent you back? You did. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's you gotta come out for that one. Absolutely. And then and here's the why. direct sequel is out in November first. Yeah, that's gonna be so awesome. You have got to see this to remind you about everything you need to remember that had happened in that movie because you're gonna jump into November first and you're gonna have a direct sequel to that. And it the new movie takes place in 36 hours. James, it's going to be so awesome. James Cameron says it is going to just be balls to the wall action from the beginning to the end. I can't wait. You know, it he's looks tops great. ever. You know, he's the top. He's tops ever. Yeah. You know, they talk about, you know, all this money that Avengers Endgame has done. Mm-hmm. And it has. But uh, and continues to do. It's still a lot of business. But as you look around the world and you look at different nations and you look at different countries, the first... Um uh, and second spot is held by either Avatar Titanic mm-hmm. or Titanic Avatar. That's right. Depending on what nation you're 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 looking at for box office, and then Avengers Endgame is third. But James Cameron holds the top spot worldwide. Catbird seat, buddy. For uh top box office in first and second place, and and his two films flip flop nation to nation. When you consider that. And you think about Titanic, and you think about when that film opened, and you think about the running time of Titanic, and the fact that it was on film. Mm-hmm. It was on film, people. It wasn't digital. So you were limited not only in how many times you could play that movie per day because of the running time, but you were limited by the fact that it was on film. They couldn't put it everywhere. That means you got to, number one, you got to print Right, every one of those films. All theaters, all all theaters didn't have Titanic, and all theaters that had Titanic had it on one screen for the most part. Okay, now let's okay. explain. <laughs> let, let's explain this for everybody so they'll understand. Today, let's go with Endgame. All right, when that movie came out, everybody wanted to see it. It became a cultural phenomenon. Everybody wanted to see it. If you went to the Cabot VIP Cinema, and they had four screens set up. Now, if it had been Titanic, they had four screens they could show that movie on. One. However, however, with, with uh, the Avengers, let's say you guys were expecting to fill four theaters up and you had enough people showing up to fill up seven theaters. All you had to do was push a few buttons, basically. I know that's it's a lot harder than what I'm making it sound. 
but you could put it on in three more on three more screens like that yes you could add screens with a digital copy of the movie if you need to when you had a 35 millimeter film print you just any screen it was on that's where it had to stay. that's right couldn't play it anywhere else so to to imagine titanic doing the numbers titanic did the fact that it was on 35 millimeter film the fact that we're talking about i don't know 96 or something 1996 the fact that um all these theater screens across the world that exist now didn't exist then most theaters only had the movie on one screen. A lot of theaters didn't get to play it. Just the phenomenal numbers that Titanic put up. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was the first movie in a long time, probably since Star Wars at that time, that I saw people lined up outside the theater and down the sidewalk waiting to get tickets. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, you remember crazy. how Star Wars was. It was the same way. It was nuts. the the line would go around around the block. Same oh, yeah. thing like The Exorcist or oh, something yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. It was amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. People who, Titanic. James Cameron. Yeah. Well, here's the key. We're going to show Terminator 2. If you've never seen it on the big screen, you've never seen it. I'm just telling you. Edward Edward Furlong was played the, the kid. Uh, he, and they've seen him on set, so they think that he's going to be in this movie. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. They must be going to do a little CGI on him to make him look younger. But I love the scene from the trailer for the new Terminator where the the, the three ladies are together, and the one lady looks at uh, Sarah Connor and says, Who are you? And she goes, Oh, I'm Sarah Connor. And it just makes me feel good when that happens to see her back back in the side in that part. She is such locked and loaded. She's a great actress. She's she really ready. is. She's ready. It's gonna be great. Of course, she was great. married to James Cameron at that there time. There you go. There you go. At the beginning, not now, but was not now. Was something but, happened? Yeah, yeah, something went down. It was he wanted something younger. I think is really, right. yeah. Oh, is he remarried? L- now? Linda, Linda, yeah, he's remarried. Oh, okay, he had Linda Hamilton. You know, she. She just the as far as I'm she's like the ultimate badass. Yeah, she was one of the first real badassery people. More than Laura Croft, <laughs> Tomb Raider. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. But I'm looking forward. That's the next big movie I'm looking forward to. Although I am looking for this next movie coming up, Anna. I will go see Toy Story four because that movie transcends being a cartoon. It's just a movie at that point, because that's the way Pixar does their animation. There you go. All right, let me tell you what's playing. Go. All right, now, if you're down in Dave Ellswick's hometown of Cabot, that's CabotVIPCinema.com. Easy to get there now. 67167 is basically done. Come on up. CabotVIPCinema.com, currently showing Men in Black International, Shaft, Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla King of Monsters, Ma, and Avengers Endgame. Toy Story 4 starts Thursday. Child's Play starts Thursday. Tickets for those films are on sale now. Uh, The 28th, we will have Anna. Uh, Also on the 28th, we will have Yesterday. Uh, And on the 25th, we will have Annabelle Creation. Woohoo! Tickets for those movies are Love on that. are on sale now. CabotVIPCinema.com. Full food menu. Like us on Facebook and follow events. 
Download the free mobile app. Sign up for the email newsletter. Join the Movie Rewards Club and get a point for every dollar you spend and redeem that for free concessions and free movie tickets. Details for those are on the website, cabotvipcinema.com. Gift cards sold at the website. Online tickets sold at the website. Got a ticketing kiosk in the lobby so you can print off your gift cards. Um, excuse me, print off your tickets. Got a full food menu. Just click menu on the website to check that out. CabotVIPCinema.com. Luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Every seat in the building is a recliner. Mm-hmm. If you're down in Hot Springs, it's HotSpringsVIP.com. Now showing Men in Black International, Shaft, Secret Life of Pets 2, Dark Phoenix, John Wick 3, Parabellum, Ma, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Aladdin. HotSpringsVIP.com, the exclusive home of Aladdin in Garland County. You can only see Aladdin with us. Toy Story 4 starts Thursday. Those tickets are on sale now. Serving over eight different wines, 20 different beers, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all eight auditoriums in Hot Springs. The new auditoriums are open now. Ladies' room just remodeled and expanded. We're installing a new parking lot, new front facade, all new lights and signage, all new carpet and floor tile, remodeling the men's room. HotSpringsVIP.com. Check out the full food menu there. Check out the beer and wine. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free mobile app. All there on the website. All right. We've got to take a break. Got to get a break in. By the way, Lance, who will be here at 3.30 from the Travelers, just sent me a personal text for you, Matt. Okay. And he says, don't forget, Saturday, Grand Slam Autorama happening at the Travelers. Matt Smith will give you a free entry if you'll bring your Mazda RX-7. What about the Lamborghini? All right. Probably give you two. (laughs) Anyway, a break, and then we're back with more. All right, back. Last segment here of the 2 o'clock hour. You had some more theaters to uh, visit here. Matt, go ahead. I was going to touch base on them. Let's go to CerseiCinema.com. Hit the website, CerseiCinema.com. New this week, Men in Black International, Shaft, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Ma, Godzilla, Avengers Endgame, CerseiCinema.com. Be sure to hit the website, sign up for the email newsletter, download the free Theater Group mobile app, click Menu to check out the full food menu. We've got White Castle cheeseburger sliders, fresh made-to-order pizza, Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, Eisenberg sausage, popcorn, bottle water frozen Coke. We've got Anything you might want to eat, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, key lime pie, it's all right there. Click the menu. Toy Story starts Thursday. Child's Play starts Thursday. That's Toy Story 4, by the way. Tickets are already on sale, CerseiCinema.com. Full food menu right there. You can buy advanced tickets online. You can buy gift cards online. Ticketing kiosk in the lobby for your convenience. Four auditoriums in Circe's feature luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Those are VIP auditoriums in Circe. We will convert the other auditoriums to recliners in August after public school starts. In Cabot, Hot Springs, and Riverdale, every seat in the building is a luxury leather recliner with a table. That's CerseiCinema.com. Coming up is Spider-Man, and those tickets are on sale as well. Now, if you're in the big city of Little Rock, you want to check us out at Riverdale. That's Riverdale10.com. Showing exclusively the new Jim Jarmish film, The Dead Don't Die, starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swifton, 
Chloe Savini, Danny Glover, Selena Gomez, Rosie Perez, Iggy Pop, Steve Buscemi, directed by Jim Jarmish. It's exclusively at Riverdale 10, The Dead Don't Die. Also new this week, Late Night with Emma Thompson, Amy Ryan, John Lithgow, Riverdale10.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free mobile app. Like our Facebook page and follow events. Gift cards, gift certificates sold right there online. Advanced tickets sold online. Over 40 different beers, eight different wines. A full, fresh, made-to-order menu there. Just click menu to check it out. We have all the Arkansas craft beers on sale at Riverdale 10. Uh, Tuesday night, we are showing Cemetery of Splendor. And uh, that is from the year 2015. It's at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June the 18th. Those tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Also showing this week, in addition to The Dead Don't Die in Late Night, we're also showing Men in Black, International, Shaft, Rocket Man, The Secret Life of Pets, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla King of Monsters, Ma, and the Tomorrow Man, Riverdale10.com. Be sure you get that app. Be sure you sign up for the email newsletter. We've got the Movie Rewards Movie Club, and you can sign up for that. And if you join the movie club, uh, you get a discount on your online ticketing fees. You get a point for every dollar that you spend, and you can redeem those points for free concession items, free movie tickets. Every dollar counts. Just sign up for the Movie Club Rewards Program. And coming this fall, we'll have a discount night on Tuesday night just for Movie Club Rewards members. Now, we're still doing free popcorn on Wednesday. For anyone that's got the Theater Group, Inc. 2019 free popcorn tub, you buy a ticket on Wednesday, and your popcorn is free. All you can eat all movie long. You can even fill up that bucket of popcorn and take it home with you on Wednesday. Just buy a movie ticket, eat all the popcorn you want with the 2019 Theater Group free popcorn bucket. And that's at all four locations. Now, Thursday through Tuesday, you can refill that bucket for just $4. Theater Group free popcorn bucket the 2020 bucket will be on sale soon uh it'll be back by popular demand everybody keeps asking people about asking it. about that they're asking about it stopping me and asking me and i go don't ask me ask that guy mm-hmm. over there no i i mm-hmm. tell him it's coming soon well the 2019 bucket went on sale last september mm-hmm. and it was sold out by march i know it was great and people come in now asking for it and i'm thinking between september and march why didn't you get one brother yeah what held you back? So what's the color of 2020 going to be? I don't know. They're the art department uh, at the supplier for the buckets is working up a graphic now. Okay. So we're going to try to get them in early. We started selling them in September in 2018 and in September in 2019. We might get them on sale in July or August this year, as soon as we can get them manufactured. I got mine. I use it, man. Let me tell you what. Uh, I save about $3 buying a big bucket of popcorn and a big soda and that's the uh, the couple combo, uh, what two I think, and I gotta tell you what I save about three bucks off of that. That's a good buy if you ask me. Oh yeah, absolutely. as many times as I go to the movies, absolutely. Dude, that's about six dollars a week. Add that up. There's a lot of popcorn. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good deal. And, I mean, the other good deal we're running right now is on Monday and Tuesday at uh, Cabot, Searcy, and Hot Springs. You can see a children's movie. The doors open at 9 a.m. The PG family-friendly cartoon film usually, uh, starts at 9 a.m. Uh, excuse me. Doors open at 9 a.m. Movie starts at 10 a.m. They're all PG. They're all family-friendly. A lot of animated features. It's our children's program for the summer. Soda's only a dollar. Popcorn is only a dollar. 
In Cersei, the tickets are only $2, and that's every Monday and Tuesday. Doors opening at 9 a.m., movies starting at 10 a.m. Tickets are on sale at CerseiCinema.com, uh, Cabot VIP Cinema, and Hot Springs VIP.com. Um, it's a great deal. Soda's just a dollar. Popcorn's just a dollar. You can bring in the refill bucket during the kiddie show on Monday and Tuesday mornings if you want to. That's cool. We'll bring it in for the kids' shows. Uh, this week coming up, we are playing The Star, uh, and it's PG. And that, that's S. got really good reviews. Yeah, great, great kids animated feature, and it's at 10 a.m. Monday and Tuesday good in message, Hot Springs, too. Cabot, and Cersei. Doors Thank open at 9. And Wednesdays, is like... Get as much popcorn as you can possibly carry. Free popcorn. Just bring the 2019 (laughs) bucket and get the free popcorn. Oh, it's good. I don't know where you buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, you keep it kind of a secret. It's a trade secret. And the bottom line is that is some of the best popcorn I've ever eaten. Well, you got to have a a, a good new popcorn popper that gets super hot, and you got to have the correct mix of the salt and butter and coconut oil with the popcorn. Well, you do a good job. They do a fantastic job, and they got it popping when you walk in the door. That's a requirement. I mean, you just got to have that. You got to hear it popping, see it popping, smell it popping, seeing it coming out of the kettle. All of that. You got to. Got to. That's what makes going to a movie great. It really is. It's just one of the things that just go along with going to see a great movie. Got to grab it. Got to grab it. And in the summer, you got a lot of good popcorn movies coming out. <clears throat> I'm looking, you know, Toy Story, obviously good for kids next week. Child's Play is going to be fun uh, if you want that throwback horror feature. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Anna is next week on that the 24th like as well. Yes. Uh, the, 25th, the 25th is Annabelle Creation. That's going to be awesome. The 28th is uh, yesterday. July 2 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that'd be big. And we'll have a cool little movie on July 2 called Midsummer uh, from Area 24 at Riverdale 10. Okay, and that's about what? Uh, well, these people travel to a uh, Shakespeare festival. They travel from America to a Shakespeare festival in Sweden, huh. and things go horribly wrong. <laughs> so a scary psychological thriller. That starts July 2. And the tickets are on sale for Midsummer, uh, Riverdale10.com now. Uh, tickets are on sale for Anna. Uh, tickets are on sale for yesterday. Tickets are on sale for Child's Play. Tickets are on sale for Toy Story 4. Tickets are on sale for Annabelle Creation. Just go to the website, Riverdale10.com, CerseiCinema.com, HotSpringsVIP.com, and CabotVIPCinema.com. Okay, Check now that tell out. me, on yesterday, uh-huh. from what I can get out of the movie, a guy does the song by the Beatles yesterday, and people don't recognize the song because now they don't remember the Beatles for the most part. And he becomes very, very famous. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's from the same team that brought you Slumdog Millionaire, which I love that film. It was a great movie. I loved Lion, uh, which this guy also starred in. Um, And I really like the premise of he's the only person alive that remembers the Beatles. He's singing. He's trying to get a career going. Nothing's working. Nobody even throws some change in the bucket when he's singing on the street. Then he starts doing Beatles songs, and people love him. He becomes a big sensation. But here's the problem. Do you want to become a big sensation doing other people's music? Elvis did. Yeah. So, um, the king. So, um, I like it. I want to see what it's about. I'm kind of excited for it. It looks looks different. And I have such great faith in them because they did Slumdog Millionaire and they did Lion. And I can't, I'm trying to remember the, uh, the one where he was on the boat and, uh, the tiger was in the boat with him as he was lost at sea. Yeah, that was Life Life of of Pi. Pi. Those three films, Life of Pi, Lion, and Slumdog Millionaire. I'm sold. 
I want to see yesterday. All right. Got more coming your way. Stick around. News is next. All right. Getting back. I love having Matt on because he schools me during breaks about the (laughs) the business out there and what's going on. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just if you if you look around, you know, that's that's why it's not there. No, there 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 is not alcohol and recliners at the movies in Benton. No alcohol and recliners at the movies in North Little Rock. No alcohol and recliners at the movies in Conway or Fort Smith or Texarkana. We can keep going if you want, but, you know, it's it's uh, um, unheard of for a place the size of Cabot to have, you know, private club permit and recliners. Now, and a lot of the people that are going down in the Benton area to the movies there are just you know, this where families drop their kids off or drop off or the teenagers sure. go and stuff. And it's a whole lot probably cheaper than it is to go up into Bryant to that new theater that they built up there. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the food is really expensive there. Uh, that, I was stunned. I mean, yeah, theaters and yeah, I mean, it's 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 a yeah, it's a uh, Houston price in Little Rock. I mean, it's expensive. It's amazing. Nachos are fifteen dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. you're talking. Uh, oh, I don't know what what, what was it called the Alamo place there in San Antonio prices. As a couple, you can't go there and eat and drink and watch the movie uh, without spending more than a hundred dollars. Because you know you got to buy your two movie tickets. Sure, and then you got to buy your drinks and your food. Right. Then you got to tip your waitress, and then you got your taxes. And you know it is it is significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's, it's a it's a it's definitely a, a, not saying a it's high not price nice, environment. It's nice, but I tell you what, I can go to Riverdale Ten, get exactly the same thing, and get it a lot cheaper, and get more of it. Well, we are a we are a theater for the neighborhood, right? We serve uh, downtown Little Rock and the Heights, Hillcrest, Riverdale area. If you live in the neighborhood, we're your neighborhood theater. And then we show independent films. No one else is showing so like you the dead from, don't die. You come, you, come back, you come from all around to go see those. Yes, because we'll be the only place that puts that on the screen. And typically, we've got 10 screens. We'll have two films on that you can't see anywhere else. And then we'll have eight films that all the theaters are playing. But we've got our little niche audience there for Riverdale. And that's cool. And it is a different animal from what we're doing in Cabot. Mm-hmm. You know, in Cabot, we've got the private club permit, and, and we're playing, you know, full mainstream films. Um, but it's um, it's a different point. I mean, we're going to be there for forever. Um, you know, we're not going to um, not continue to do better, not continue to right. expand. You know, we're, we're putting in some new tile now. Uh, we're painting the parking lot right now. Uh, we'll be putting in some new concession equipment. And in the future, if business is sustained there by the community and people support the theater, extra screens, we'll expand. You know, we may go from eight screens. You to, heard it first here. Yeah, we may go from eight screens to ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope to see that um, the community of Cersei embraces that theater, or the community of um, Cabot, or excuse me, the community of Hot Springs embraces that theater, like Cabot has been embraced by the community, and like. Um, uh, Riverdale has been embraced by the community. The neighborhood supports Riverdale, and Cabot definitely supports the Cabot Theater. I hope I get the response in Cersei and Hot Springs that I've gotten at Riverdale and Cabot once well, Cersei and Hot Springs are like Riverdale and Cabot. What what was it that was the tipping point for Cabot? Because Cabot 
was kind of dragging behind and then all of a sudden it was like boom well cabot was always um cabot was always a good theater and supported by the town in the years we were there uh until 2012 okay and then in 2012 uh a new theater opened up in conway and a new theater opened up in north little rock and i think a lot of the customers in cabot left town to go to those new theaters uh, then you get to 2017. Um, Cabot has amenities now that those theaters don't have. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Cabot, you know, Cabot has luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. That is not in North Little Rock, and that is not in Conway. Cabot has a private club permit. That's right. Don't have that in Conway. Don't have that in North Little Rock. And Cabot has a full food menu of fresh cooked food, which is not in Conway or North Little Rock. Cabot also plays the same movies they play with the same projector, with the same sound system, right, with those awesome seats and those food and beverage choices. Now, if you live in the Cabot area, why would you drive past the Cabot Theater when the food and beverage choices and the seating is better than what's in North Little Rock or Conway? That's right. And it's cheaper to go there. That's right. That's That's what I'm saying. So why would you drive past it? Nobody does. Now, you know, five years ago, people did. But nobody does now because people know now if I leave Cabot, I live in Cabot, and if I leave Cabot and I go to North Little Rock or Conway to watch a movie, I cannot sit in a recliner. I cannot get reserved seating. There is no table. They don't have the cooked food options. Mm-hmm. They don't have the private club permit. So I'm limited on what I can eat and drink, and I sit in an uncomfortable chair. All the food and drinks cost more, and the ticket costs more. And they don't have as good of a staff as what you have at Cabot. Well, if you go, if you I mean, live, that's the honest, my honest appraisal of it. If you live in the Cabot area and you go to that theater, you know who works there. We've had the same manager for 15 years, and you got guys around there like Lee. He's 22 years old. He's been there since he was 16. And Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's been in after three or four years. So it's it's the staff stays. And, yeah. and so if you're a regular at the theater or you live in the Cabot community, you know these people because, yeah, you know, your kids went to school with them or you went to school with them or you know them from sure. – you know, So you know what you're getting when you go there. You don't really see a lot of turnover. And when, then we have some people that are college students or some local school teachers who just work the summer and the holidays every year. We've got some local school teachers. Public school gets out in Cabot. They come work the summer. Public school starts. They go back. Same thing with college students. They come home for the summer. They work there. They go back. We don't have a lot of staff turnover there. So if you go out there as a customer, you're seeing the same faces. You know, it's it's, it's over and over. I mean, think about all the years you've been going there. You know, like I said, Lee's been there seven years now. Joe's been there 15 years. Uh, We've got a couple of people that work in the concession stand. There's a couple of young ladies working the concession stand. They're in college now. They've been there since they were sophomores in high school. So that that has a lot of continuity to it where you get to know the people that are coming, and then when you come there as a customer, you see the familiar faces. It's not a lot of strangers. I mean, it is very much a community-endorsed establishment. And I hope that the people in Cersei and Hot Springs buy into the recliners and the food options like the customers at Cabot and Riverdale have. Now, Cersei, half the building is recliners. The other half will get converted when public school starts back in August. So before Halloween, every seat in the building in, in Cersei will be a recliner. And then in Hot Springs, we just opened up the new screens June the 7th. 
all of those seats are recliners now. Uh, and the new auditoriums obviously feature stadium seating with the luxury recliners, the tables, the reserve seating, Dolby Atmos sound, Barco 4K projection. Uh, we got the largest screen in Garland County um, in screen six there in Hot Springs. I mean, it's a monster. Um, so, you know, it is fifth, It is 15 by 45. Whoa. Yeah, it's a monster screen. So, yeah. So, and, and I think people will notice that. And, and we'll do a lot of advertising there once we get all the new stuff done in Hot Springs. We're putting in a new parking lot. We've got to put in a new front facade. We're adding new digital signage out, out front. And we'll put in LED lighting. We're going to replace all the neon and all the lights outside with LEDs. The parking lot lights will be LEDs. When that's all finished, uh, we'll start advertising. We'll do some social media ads. We'll do some radio ads. We'll do some some things like that. We'll do a ribbon cutting with the Chamber of Commerce. We're, we're, we're showing eight movies now. The new screens are open in Hot Springs. Every, every seat in the building is reclining with a table. We do have beer and wine in Hot Springs and a full food menu. We just haven't finished all the refurbishment yet. The ladies' room has been remodeled and expanded. we still got to remodel the men's room. we are still got to do all new carpet and tile. Hopefully the parking lot should be finished by 4th of July. So it's getting better for people. And and once we really get everything finished and we've got the icing on the cake, then we'll start a uh, an advertising campaign to let people know. I think they'll be happy. Um, I think you know Hot Springs is going to be like Cabot. Searcy is going to be like Cabot. And I think those towns will, uh, will endorse those cinemas uh, when that rolls around. All right. Got to get a break in. We'll come back. I'm going to have Matt run through what movies are where and what time you can see them. We'll do you the first evening performance for each of these movies. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you with us today. Coming up at about 335, Rusty Meeks, the assistant general manager over at the Travs, is going to be here. By the way, did you see that they're losing their manager from the Travs? Already? Already. He's signed to go to Oregon State to, to uh, do college baseball. He's going to college baseball. Yeah. Well, you know. I'll talk to Rusty about that when he gets on. That sounds like a good one to uh, talk to about that. That would be good. Yeah, he can. I just saw Lance just said, hey, did you hear about the breaking news about our manager? Yeah, I did. <laughs> we just talked about it. We just talked about Lance. I got to talk to him. We got. I wonder if we can get him on before he leaves. It'd be kind of cool, you know, about that. I would have thought that he would have stayed here just for his shot to really move up, try to get to the major league level. But it's so much different to try to get to the major league level uh, in baseball than it is like the NBA or NFL and things of of that nature. All right, Matt, give us the the yes, movies sir. that are playing okay. this weekend and. For the big ones, the new ones, what's the evening time for the first showing? Okay, if you want to head down to Riverdale 10, uh, we've got Men in Black International, PG-13. It's showing at 6.45 and 9 o'clock. Late night's rated R, 7.15 and 9.25. Shaft, 7 and 9.30. The Dead Don't Die, exclusively at Riverdale 10, 7 and 9.15. Pretty much everything will run around 7 and 9 o'clock at all the theaters tonight. We also have 4 and 4.30 showtimes. Hit Riverdale10.com to get your advanced tickets. Also showing Rocket Man, Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla King of the Monsters, The Tomorrow Man, and Ma. That's Riverdale10.com for current features and showtimes, complete description of the films. It's all right there on the website. And if you are in the 
Cersei area. It's CerseiCinema.com. Be sure to check out Men in Black International. Shaft. Secret Life of Pets 2. Aladdin. Dark Phoenix. Godzilla. Ma. Avengers Endgame. CerseiCinema.com. Hot Springs. Be yes. sure to go to the website in Hot Springs, hotspringsvip.com. Got a full food menu in Hot Springs. New auditoriums just opened up. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Over 20 different beers and eight different wines. Hotspringsvip.com. Men in Black International. Shaft. Secret Life of Pets 2. Aladdin. Dark Phoenix. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Ma. John Wick 3 Parabellum, hotspringsvip.com. If you're in the big city of Cabot, Avengers Endgame, Ma Rated R, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Dark Phoenix, Aladdin, Shaft, Secret Life of Pets 2, Men in Black International. That's CabotVIPCinema.com. All the theaters feature luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Full food menus, including chicken tenders, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, pizzas, French fries, onion rings, corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, chocolate peanut butter pie, key lime pie, ice cream, and of course, popcorn, candy, and soda. Just click menu at the website for all the theaters. Serving over 40 different beers and eight different wines at Riverdale. Serving over 20 different beers and eight different wines in Hot Springs. We have a private club permit in Cabot. Tickets can be purchased online at all four theaters. Gift cards and gift certificates available online at all four theaters. We have ticketing kiosks at all the theaters. Sometimes people ask, and so I'll let you know, all the theaters have assisted listening devices, closed captioning devices, and descriptive audio if you need that. You can go to the website and reserve your seat. Be sure to go to the website and sign up for our email newsletter. Sign up for the uh, free Theater Group app. You can download it to your phone. It's right there on the website, or you can get it in the App Store. Search Theater Group. Download the app for both your iPhone and your Android. Like our Facebook pages and follow our events. Be sure to join the movie club. Every dollar you spend, you get a point. You can redeem that for free movie tickets, free food, free concessions. We'll have a discount movie night on Tuesday starting in the fall exclusively for our movie club members. And if you got the Theater Group Inc. 2019 free popcorn bucket, you get free popcorn on Wednesdays with the purchase of a movie ticket. And you can fill up that super huge 200-ounce popcorn bucket for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. Every Monday and Tuesday this summer, all summer long, doors open at 9 a.m. We have a PG family-friendly movie that starts at 10 a.m. And for that morning family film series, uh, soda's only a dollar, popcorn is only a dollar. Details are at the website. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like that Facebook page. Sites are Riverdale10.com. Full food menu with alcohol beverages, adult beverages there at Riverdale. HotspringsVIP.com. Over 20 different beers and eight different wines with a full food menu. CabotVIPCinema.com. CabotVIPCinema.com. Private club permit there and a full food menu. And CerseiCinema.com. We will see you at the movies. All right. So after you get things done down and hot springs and up at uh, in Circe. are you going to just kind of sit back and go for a little bit then no. then what do you do no i'm on the hunt man 
You're trying to figure. Oh, but well, you want to know have more theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if the right opportunity presented itself, I would uh, go into some other towns. Uh, certainly, if they were available and the right opportunities present themselves, I would definitely do that. Um, if if that doesn't happen, once all of my locations are remodeled, I may look at adding screens. Um, I hope to finish up the remodel expansion of Hot Springs this year and the remodel of Searcy this year, which means in 2020 I'd be looking for a new project. Uh, that could be another town, mm-hmm. which I'd certainly look at. Uh, if not, uh, I may look at expanding Cabot and taking it from eight screens to 10 or 12 screens. What What does it take for Cabot to see additional screens? Well, um, you know, the the revenue and the sales have to be there. Uh, you know, we certainly saw a recovery of those sales in 2017. Right. Uh, we're going to see how 18 and 19 do. Pan out. Yeah. Yes. Got to um, see it. Yeah. You know, and this will be really our first year, 2019, will be really our first year with the total remodel and the luxury recliner seats and the private club permit in Cabot. 2019 is our first full calendar year to have that. And I think for the word to be out in the community – so we can see what it does. I think this is the year to judge Cabot. With the with the expansion of Hot Springs taking place as we speak, with the remodel of Cersei taking place as we speak, I think it'll be 2020 before I can see the response in Hot Springs and Cersei. But this year is the year to see the response in Cabot. There's other towns out there. There's other towns I would be interested in. Uh, pretty much across the country, you see a lot of small towns being abandoned. Um, there's a lot of theaters being refurbished across the country. Uh, there's not a lot of theaters across America being built. Uh, in the cinema industry in the United States, it is a mature industry. Theaters are being constructed around the world in places like Saudi Arabia, India, China, Russia, Malaysia, uh, Taiwan, places that haven't have had. You, have you thought about places that going pla- international? Places that haven't had movie theaters. They're still doing construction there. Um, I have not. Um, they're still doing construction there, but in the United States, it's more of a refurbishment, remodel thing. Okay, so that's that's what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would I would certainly be looking at other opportunities. We'll have to see how twenty twenty pans out. Uh, there may be some other towns and some other opportunities there, but you don't see a lot of new construction right now in America. You see a lot of remodel. The new sure. construction is taking place uh, overseas, and you see a lot of small towns that don't have cinemas, and a lot of cinemas where, uh, or a lot of small towns where the the cinemas have closed. All right, last question. Uh-huh. We're down to I know about we're out of ninety time. seconds. Okay, overseas where uh-huh. you're building all these new theaters, yes. are they offering all these amenities? Oh, like absolutely, you are? absolutely, yes. That that that's what's driving that international market. Absolutely, that is that is definitely what's going on, and you see those amenities happening in these places. Uh, Saudi Arabia hasn't hasn't had movie theaters. When you look at India and you look at like Taiwan, they've had one screen movie theaters. So the multiplex theater where you've got eight, ten, twenty screens is a new phenomenon in these in these city or in these nations. And the international gross of movies is continuing to set all time records. Amazing. So that's yeah, that's still going on. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested in these small towns, and we're going to continue to expand not only ad screens but as other things come online where lasers replace digital light projection you know we'll be putting in lasers as opposed to a light wow. being the source of the movie on the screen mm-hmm. a laser will produce that source and we'll be doing that as well at, at my facilities we'll continue to remodel and upgrade as the industry changes there's always going to be something new going on uh, at my venues all right well matt have a great weekend yes sir have a great father's day thank you and have a great next weekend while you're out in vegas thank you yeah i'll be out next week all right we'll all right see man. you thank you a couple weeks all right matt smith here on dave Ellswick show we get back 
Rusty's going to be here from over at the Travelers. We're going to talk to them yes. about what's going on at the Travelers. they got some things happening this weekend. Okay. And then so Alan Lowe will join us to talk about his film career. That's all coming your way through the rest of the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, don't forget about Applied Research Center of Arkansas. Let me just give you some of the clinical trials they got going on that they'd like you to hear about and then maybe come over and say you'd like to be in them and see if you can do it, make some money doing it, get the medicine free. And uh, this is medicines that are going to be hitting the counters here in the not-too-distant future. They've got a type 2 diabetes uh, clinical trial going on. You have to take metformin only. you got to be 18 years of age and older. Neck and back pain, you got to be 18 and older, up to 65. have to have sudden onset of back pain due to muscle spasms, uh, acne, uh, ages 12 to 40. If you've got a teenager that's suffering from moderate or severe acne, you should check into this. They're going to get that medicine free. They're going to get paid for doing it. And there's another study on low testosterone. If you're between 45 and 80, you're a man. You can get in this program if you meet the requirements as well. Uh, just give them a call, 501-954-7822. 501-954-7822. Donna Wright to take good care of you over at Applied Research Center of Arkansas. All right. Let's talk a little baseball. I love talking baseball. I really, really do. And there's there's things happening over at the uh, the ballpark that a lot of people probably don't know is happening, Rusty. You got a brand new manager this year. He wins the first half of the season. How many games were they up on everybody? We were eight and a half up on I'm everybody. I'm just saying they he played was, awesome. He was 42 and 21. It's amazing. And then you turn around, and he comes in. He talked to you guys. Sure. I wanna, I'm leaving. I'm going to Oregon State. That's where he comes from. Yeah, that's where he comes from. He played up there. He, uh, you know, when that opening happened a, a few weeks ago or so, you know, we – um, thought it, you know, I guess it could be an option just because he he was up there. But the Mariners, um, you know, he reported directly to them on all that. It happened pretty quick. I mean, he went up this week and uh, up there yesterday, and and that's when it became official yesterday. And we we found, I mean, we knew it was probably going to happen, of course. But you know, Oregon State released it first, and they released it last night, and and now we're we're waiting to see who our next manager will be. And yeah, the Mariners I, I are thought send to us. myself, what a great day I'm going to have. The Travelers on tomorrow on my show, yes. and we got the big story to yep. talk about. You know, and Oregon State's such a powerful college program, and Mitch is Mitch is amazing. I mean, he is such an awesome guy and a great manager, and he's going to do awesome up there. He's a natural leader. Um, that's his home. You know, he lives up there. So, so I mean, it's you know, like he said, it was a blessing for him to get the opportunity to go back up there, and he's he's really excited about it, and he'll he'll be great. He'll well, be awesome. he's going to a program that you don't have to build; you just reload. And secondly. The money is all there behind it already. Oh, you're not having to go out and convince people that you've got a good product. They already know they got a great product. Exactly. I mean, you know, they won last year. They had the top draft pick this year in the catcher. They've already got a big signing class coming up. You know, in the next couple of years, and so we he'll do great. We hate to see him go, but Travelers, we're going to be fine. We got we still got the best team right. in the Texas League right now, and and I I still believe we have the best overall record in all of Double A baseball. Wow. Um, we're still in the, we're going to be in the playoffs, of course, in September. So so no matter who they send us for the manager, I, I trust our guys are going to do great. So when when uh, in the in the uh, the major leagues is it after the All Star break that 
they start coming down and start talking about sending guys up to the to see how well they can do at the major league level because look the the mariners are going to do that they've it's not like they're going to be trying to win the the division yeah and especially you know and jerry depoto is known for his moves he makes a lot of trades um you know the trade deadline is coming up here soon yep. so yes i mean it, it really just depends off of injuries and everything on when they start calling guys up and not and then obviously when you get towards september when they expand the roster to 40 then that's when you'll see some more movement by then sometimes the playoffs are over for us you know we're we're going to be playing september 4th and september 5th here mm-hmm. and then that's the first round of the playoffs if you win that it'll be the next week um but that that's when you'll start seeing some moves and you just you never really know uh just you know a guy could get hurt at the major league level and they need to call somebody up for a week and, and we lose one of our best guys but that's what's fun. that's what's awesome about baseball though i love that part of it you just never know what you never know what tomorrow's going to bring with your players. And your okay, roster. so you're you're sitting here and working it in in Little Rock, Arkansas. But do you guys follow what's going on in the major league levels close? We we do with with the Mariners, I would say for sure, and maybe that division just because okay. because we're familiar so the with West. it. Well, and a lot of the teams in the Texas League are affiliated with teams in the West too. Okay, you know, you've got Tulsa Drillers, who's with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you got Corpus Christi Hooks, who's with the Houston Astros, and the Frisco Rough Riders are with the Rangers. Okay. All those teams are in the same division as the Mariners, and so I would say some of us maybe keep up, you know, more than others. And Stephen Davis, our radio broadcaster, knows everything. You ask him anything, he usually knows the answer to it. Um, but we follow it fairly close, you know. I would say, but close as we can. All right. So, what, who's your favorite team as far as uh, major leagues? Uh, this 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 sounds like a corny answer, but it is usually whoever we're affi- affiliated with. And the reason okay. I say that is because you know. Myself, Paul, and other guys, we get to know these players as they come through sure. here. And Absolutely. so I start rooting I for them. Imagine. Yeah, and so we start rooting for them. We get friendships with some of these guys. And even the coaches, when they go to other places, you know, we root for them. And so I pull for the Mariners just because we're affiliated with them, of course. And they're great, great guys. They they treat us awesome, and the players are great. Um, I, you know, I still follow the Angels some because there's still a few guys that are over there. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I guess I'd say the Mariners if I had to pick one. Okay, so... As we come up on the trade deadline, which is just a, what, a couple of weeks away, it's not very long now. Uh, here, here's my question. You know, I'm a Cub fan. You um, already yeah, mentioned absolutely. it to me yeah. during off the air. Here's the key. One. What are you talking about? I'm the only Cub fan. Nope. The over under. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here's what I want to know, Russ. Are are the Cards going to spend any money and get some pitching? Because that's the question. They need pitching, and are they willing to open up their pocketbooks? They've been pretty tight over What does this count for now, Rusty? What now? I didn't, I didn't get what Or is this just one still? <laughs> Here he goes. He's not getting, he's not getting, he doesn't want to get into a, a conversation. No, I'm, no. I'm just They'll saying, find I, some I pitchers some. somewhere in the farm. No, they don't have it in the farm. They've already said that they don't have it in the farm. They've got, they've got some problems in St. Louis. This is... To be honest, I, I've always been, uh, you know, for a long time, I was uh, envious of the farm club that St. Louis had. Yeah. They, they've not had that the last couple of years. And they're starting to look, hate to say this, you'll understand when I say this, they're starting to look like the Cubs when, you know, Wrigley Spearmint Gum had them. I'm just <laughs> telling you. There's not a lot of ute down there. Yeah, it'll, they're it'll, up here already, and they're they're waiting for them to do something. Yeah, that's what I mean. The trade deadline is always so exciting because you never know what teams are going to do that are in the hunt, and it'll uh, 
it'll be a lot of fun. It's, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole season. I'm sure it is you too. You just what what teams need and what they're going to get and trade. And you know, and the Mariners just got or they just signed um, and drafted Isaiah Campbell. Yeah, so, and, and so he we're hoping he's going to be. In Little Rock, yeah, in the next, you next couple may, years, well, he might be there next year. I hope so. That'd be great for he's us. He's pretty to have good him. for a you know college pitcher. Oh, he definitely does. I yeah. think he's got a real shot. And a lot of people don't explain this to people. The, the, stepping up from high school to college is tough. People mm-hmm. don't realize it's oh, yeah. tough. You know, you played against one or two guys that other, on other teams that were really good mm-hmm. when you're in high school. Then you go to college, and everybody is one of those kids that were really good in high school. Then you go to the pros, and everybody is the best, basically, of all of those people that have been weeded out. Uh, and it's it's tough, really, really, really tough. Isaiah Campbell, I think, from what I watched him this year, he's got pretty control of three good pitches, and that that. There's a lot for him. Yeah, and, and especially from where he was last year. He was a great pitcher last year, pitched well, you know, in the World Series, of course. But the jump that he made, and, you know, he added some, I believe, a couple miles an hour to his fastball. I was mm-hmm. reading, and his command is better, of course. But, yeah, I mean, the, the jump from high school to college, like you said, is you, at, at the high school level, you got to worry about the cleanup hitter, you know, on almost everybody's yeah, team. Yeah, at the college yeah. level, they're all cleanup hitters. That's exactly you know, you got to right. worry they're about everybody good. if you're a pitcher. They're all good. And then at the major league level, especially the jump from single A to double A, that's the biggest jump. That's what guys say is equivalent from the jump from double A or triple A to the major league level. Okay. Once you get the double A, you got a pretty good shot at getting to the major leagues. And so everyone at double A can really, really, really play. And it's just a different caliber of baseball. You don't, you can't make your mistakes. You know, people take advantage of them. You can't get away with them if you're a pitcher. Hitters, you got to take advantage of those mistakes if you yeah, get throw them. it over the plate too much, you're, and they'll pick it up on the yeah, other side. Yeah, exactly. That's when a fan gets a souvenir. <laughs> That's right, and it's not a foul ball. Correct. It is, not a, it is a home run ball. They keep. <laughs> what is it about our field that is? It, it's kind of dead. Yeah, you know, everyone says it plays big, and, and you know, it's... Well, it does. It, no, it definitely does. And, you know, in our... Uh, but both teams have to play there. That's a good part. Yeah, that's um, good. I would say it is a very large field. I mean, especially the gaps. You know, they're 400 plus, 402 feet or so, I believe. And there's just not a lot of... There's wind blowing above it, but when you're down there, because we dug, dug down when we built yeah. the stadium, there's just not a lot of wind that comes through there all the time and so it just it's so you really don't big. even you don't it's just not leaving the bat speed it's you gotta hit a moonshot as correct. well correct yeah i mean if you if you're a lefty and you can obviously hit it down the right for the longest we got that short little fence there right right um and you know and then righties can obviously hit it it's i can't remember exact distance but it's not too far down the left field line but it's definitely a pitcher's part pitchers love pitching here yeah i bet you all right let's take a break we've got uh about a quarter till four Rusty's going to be with us until of course uh, 4 o'clock, keep in mind that he's got to get over to the ballpark. they got games tonight. We'll talk about what's happening this weekend. There's car show going on at the ballpark. You'll want to know about that. Duck's going to be there, and Russell's going to throw out the first pitch from Duck's Garage. You won't want to miss seeing that. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, you know, I've been talking. I got a couple calls last night from folks who went to David Lucas's uh, presentation on Social Security, and they were talking about how great it was. Uh, if you didn't get to go to him, he's going to have more. I'll let you know when the uh, uh, the time are. He's got a couple coming up in July, if I'm not mistaken. And if you've ever wondered, like a lot of people do, how some people seem to get away with paying fewer taxes than everyone else, David does something else. He does a tax reduction analysis, 
They can help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. Does this for free. Get you ready, really get you ready for uh, retirement. Because taxes right now are really, really low. And sooner or later, I'm just going to let you know, liberals are going to get back in the White House and they're going to have more control of the Congress. And when that happens, the low tax rates that we have right now will not be low anymore. They'll go up uh, exponentially very quickly. So what you want to know is what to do when it comes to your IRA or your 401k or your Social Security benefits and and a whole lot more. So to get that free analysis, be uh, one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690 and uh, sit down and, uh, you know, talk with uh, with David about this. For instance, a lot of you probably have regular IRAs, which means that you're putting it in, uh, the money's going in, and it's been tax-deferred. You didn't pay any taxes on it. Well, that might not be such a good thing. Perhaps you start taking out your IRA money 20 years from now, what's the tax rate going to be? Is it going to be higher than it is right now than what you're saving? Those are things you got to take into consideration. It's your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement. Again, the number, 501-653-6690. Keep that in mind. All right, let's uh, go back and talk some more about what's happening over at the Travelers. I'm, I I haven't been at the ballpark yet this year. Uh-oh. That's killer. Shame on you. I like going over to the ballpark. I just like baseball. So this weekend, you got the car show, right? We got the car show tomorrow night. We've okay. got our uh, Diamantes night tonight, though, real quick. I want to touch on that. Okay, it's our, go. It's our Hispanic initiative that minor league baseball is doing. It's called Copa de la Diversión is what it's called. And we're the Diamantes de Arkansas, the Diamonds of Arkansas. I'm liking the, uh, the, the, the logo the little, there. New color, I mean, different colors, new uniforms. Is that bright, like a mustache? Bright, vibrant. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. I like it. In, in the shape of a diamond. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a really good thing. I mean, we've really, uh, we, we partnered with the Hispanic community here. We got with the Mexican consulate. They helped us create all this as well. And it's been a really good thing. We're wearing them for 10 times this year. This is game six that we're doing it. The Midland Rockhounds are in town. They're going to be wearing theirs as well tonight. So it'll be bright uniforms out there. Game time's at 710 tonight. Gates open at 610. And then tomorrow we get the car show uh, starting at 4 o'clock. And, uh, and we're you got to come out that. and see it. It's going to be great. It is. Oh, be, yeah. We're going to have 50, 60 cars probably out there. Some really cool old ones, some new ones as well. Uh, on the concourse out there, Lance does a great job with getting cars out there for yeah, that. Duck's going to be there. Absolutely. He's going to be uh, out judging some stuff. So he's looking forward to this. Yes, it'll be good. It's a 6-10 game tomorrow. Again, gates open at 4 o'clock tomorrow, and the cars will be out there um, around then or 3.30 or 3 o'clock as well. How about Father's Day? Father's Day, catch on the field for Father's Day, of course. So 2-10 game, afternoon game. Got to have afternoon baseball on, sure. on, on Father's Day. Father's Day. Absolutely. So, uh, again, against the Midland Rockhounds. And, and there, you know, we already clinched the playoffs, but Midland is in a battle in the South Division between the other three teams at Corpus, Amarillo, and, and Frisco. And they're within a game and a half of each other. So it's coming down. Wow. And the, the first half ends uh, Monday. So it's. So uh, they've got a lot to play for. They've got a lot to play for. And I'm going to be honest in baseball, when you play as many games as you play in baseball, that can play a part in how well you play. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we we've, we've got a jam packed weekend, so weather's great. I mean, you can't. Have oh, it's it's going to be beautiful. June. You don't have to wait for rain until late Sunday night. Correct. So it's so be beautiful we'll, the whole time. Yes, and hopefully we'll be we'll be done and have a victory before that the rain gets here. Lance just sent me a thing, and he says, "Don't forget it's Father's Day." Beat you to it, man. We beat you to it. Rusty and I beat you to it. 
I bet you're not even near a radio. You don't even know we are. He beats you to it. Anyway. <laughs> he's, he's probably listening to his computer there, I guess. <laughs> probably but so. no, it's, uh, we're excited about that for Father's Day. It's always a really good time. I think my little girls are going to come out and hopefully play catch on the field as well. So we'll give you a baseball to everyone that comes down, and you can oh. have a little catch on the field. And hard to beat a game of catch. Yeah, especially you're right. with your dad. So. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good weekend. It's fun to go out. There. One of my favorite commercials on TV about baseball right now is the one that's got Trout in it, and he's playing catch with that kid in the stands. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And he, and he looks, he yells at him, says, Your arm getting tired yet? And the kid says no, and he starts laughing. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's awesome. Great. It's just, awesome. Can you imagine, I mean, being, being a, a kid and being able to play catch with Mike Trout? Um, I mean, yeah. Be you unbelievable. That's the difference in baseball today and baseball when I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. The the ball players interact with the crowds better. Now they gave it autographs out and stuff back in the day too, but it's it's not that same. Major League Baseball's kind of picked up some of the smarts that you all in the minor leagues did. Yeah, it's just about about the fan experience. I mean, and I think especially at the minor league level, you can really get that with these guys. And like I said, we've got a great group of guys, and they do a lot of that, though, especially towards the kids, because I, I think they remember they were there once, you know, and yeah. these players did this to them, you know, fifteen, twenty. I mean, remember most of these guys are twenty, twenty-two years old, twenty-three years old. I mean, that's hard for me to. It's hard for me to remember that sometimes when they're out playing yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. It's the but, same thing with college football. I look, now, you dummy, what's wrong? You know, and then yeah. you remember, it's an 18-year-old he's an 18, kid. He's 18 years old. <laughs> it's grief. He but, may have broke up with his girlfriend last night. Exactly. But but these guys, <laughs> they do a great job with it, and it's it's really fun to see. And that's what it's about. I mean, those kids leave with a smile on their face and an autograph from, you know, uh, someone that they may never know. I mean, that's deal, a big man. thing. Getting an autograph makes kids summer or you know is weak for sure and definitely the game and goes a long way and they they're always great about doing that and, and they really are and it obviously i think when they start here and you have a guy like mike trout always say when he came through here he was amazing he would take time to sign everybody's ball or bat or whatnot and they carry that with them when they and get to the major he league level loves the game loves it that's what i like about him he loves you know the last guy i seen like that was pete rose Pete Rose loved the game. Uh, I mean, Stan Musial loved mm-hmm. the game. Ernie Banks loved the game. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the people that I remember most when I was growing up playing baseball. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows Let's Play too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's important. Uh, those are important <laughs> things about baseball. How, what do you think? I'm just, I'm just going to throw some stuff out here. The, uh, the juice in the ball up, do you think? Do is, I that think- why, is that why we're seeing so many home runs? <laughs> I don't think so, but I mean, I don't think so. I think the I think I would say no. I mean, and the reason I say that is I think the guys are just because I see these workout programs these guys do. I was going to say training is a and lot training, different I mean, now in, in in what they eat. I mean, it's just different from you know back in the old day when you hear about guys you know Mickey eating whatever Mantle, they want to and Mickey drinking maybe. and Whitey Ford go out on the night on the town get loaded. And then come in and play a ball game the next day. They don't do that anymore. No, I mean the the programs that these guys have and the food that they have to take, and that there's there's trainers here that they're watching what these guys eat and watching what's put out for the the evening spread, and it's healthy stuff and good stuff. And these programs are on, so that's why I say no. These guys are just they take care of, of themselves really well and they eat. I mean they're constantly working out. I mean think about it. Remember, Me too though. Remember back in the in the in the seventies? Well, you won't remember. I remember in the seventies. You guys 
go out on the mound and have a big old gut hanging over their belt <laughs> yeah. and their pitchers, you know? <laughs> it's amazing that it's not it is if you want to stay in the major leagues now, you can't be that way. No, you can't do that. You gotta be in tip top shape like most of those guys are. Oh, no, they I, are. I, oh, they definitely are. And so that's where I think you're seeing you're getting all this power from is just they're just in great shape. I mean these guys are monsters when you stand next to them. And their arms are the size of my chest. <laughs> I mean <laughs> All right. All right. Don't forget tonight is uh Latino night. Latino Diamante's night, correct. Yeah, it's tonight. The Copa de la Virgen is what we're calling it. 7-10 tonight. Gates open at 6-10. 6-10 game time tomorrow. Gates open at, at 4 o'clock. And then 2-10 on Sunday. Gates okay. open at one ten. All against Midland Rockouts. All right. Keep that all in mind. You'll want to take part, get to the ballpark, enjoy yourself. Gonna ha- when's the new manager going to show up? <sighs> we, we, have not, we have not heard anything yet, um, but we will certainly have a release out as soon as we hear something. So I, right. I would expect something here in the next couple of days. Send sure. it over to us. We'll give, it, we'll give that information we'll to everybody. Thank you, Russ. We appreciate <laughs> you. you. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Coming up, we're going to talk uh, to Alan Lowe. He's gone from chasing ghosts to chasing film. That's coming up in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, 4 o'clock, let's move into drive time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Got a special guest with us. Alan Lowe's going to be here. Last time you heard Alan, trying to think, I did do a show with you over at the Crane Studios, if I remember correctly. And uh, that's when we were 96.5. And now it's here. You're with me with Salem at 101.1. And you can hear us better here with less power than they had more power over there, but if we wanted to talk to, you know, farmer farming fields, we're doing good because we're shooting down towards Star City. Not this time. Now you're in this four, four uh, uh, county area that we're in, which is good. It's good to have it, and we're we got our antenna on top of Antenna Mountain, out there towards Roland. How is Roland now? Close is it going to home. good up there? It's Roland's God's country. Well, it's it's in a nice area. It's out a nice there. area. It's unfortunately everybody is seeing that. No, and moving they're out moving there. out there now. Yeah. Uh oh, you're growing. Yeah. Used to I could go home after work and it'd be just solitude, and wild deer and animals, and now I go home and there's cars everywhere. That's all motorcycles, right. bicycles. Mm-hmm. Oh, bicycles by the hundreds. <laughs> let's not talk about bicycles. No, let's because not. Because I've I've made a I've been an enemy of theirs for a long. <laughs> I don't too. want to do it. All right. So for the folks that don't know, I mean, you've been our version of the ghost hunters for a long, long time. Have you given that up completely now? No. Steve and I have been doing it for. He's been doing it with me forever, just like I did it. He just never I don't remember it a long time. I, I don't remember you being at the meeting that I went, but my wife talked about you. Because I think you went out to the the asylum or the sanatorium. Sorry, it's not the asylum, all right? And that's a different kind of place. But anyway, you guys were out there, and there was just one heck of an electrical storm going on out there that night. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting night. Yeah, a lot of things happening out there. My wife Did did they enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she had a great time. She had a great time. It scared my daughter a little bit. Yeah, because they heard... They heard things that Linda to this day says she had gone to the bathroom and somebody knocked on the door and she said, just a moment, you know, and they knocked again and she went and opened the door and there was nobody there. <laughs> you know, she was just, I said, well, just ghost playing games with you, man. That's, right. That's what it sounds like. And 
He says, it was spooky. You know, I said, well, it's a big difference between being there and watching it on TV. Yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah. You know, so that was, it was interesting. But I didn't have you on today to talk about that because now you've branched out and your buddy here, Stephen, right? Yes. All right. What's your last name, Stephen? Hefner. All right. So everybody knows. I want to give them, let them know that. Who's that weird voice? <laughs> anyway, bottom line, Stephen and, and, and Alan here have branched out and they're doing movies and they've already done one on on um, a trial here in Arkansas. You got another one that, is it in the can? Well, yes. Okay. Uh, um, well, we've got the two films we've done so far. Films. We started okay. out with Seekers, which was kind of, it's a I, I guess, our jumping in the pool of yeah. making films. That was kind of our first thing. Yeah. And then... Uh, since Alan's a big history buff, we went with the second one, which was the trial of David Owen Dodd. Okay. So, um, and as far as the third one, um, is that the got, one that's got the, the girl on the cover or whatever? It yes. looks, right. it looks like she must be a ghost because she's got kind of an aura around her or whatever. That's this one. That's that one. Okay. That's this one. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. That would be super. There, see, there she is. Poster. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, right. we just finished filming the third one, and. Uh, Probably here, what, in another week or two, we'll start getting together to edit. We're going to start tomorrow. Uh, yeah, well, we've got we'll additional <laughs> dialogue recording tomorrow. So, we'll yeah, I guess officially tomorrow. we start post-production we'll tomorrow. Yeah. Post-production will start in about two weeks. Okay. Um, How long before this one will be ready? It's hard, to, hard to say? Yeah, hard to say. Um, I usually Dodd set a took, date and miss it all the time. So, Well, with, with Dodd, we had certain things that... Um, was decided upon after the fact, so we had to go back and do a, a lot of extra work to kind of get around that. It looked good, um, though. Yeah, it looked good. But uh, with this new one, we we pretty much had everything on the table when we went in. So we knew what we needed. We knew what shots to get. Um, so we were able to just go in and shoot what we needed, and now we're done. So it's just a matter of us getting the additional audio recorded. And then once we've got that taken care of, we'll start hammering out the scenes. We're learning as we go, too. Yeah, that's but, cool. You know, the big thing that's important to me is Steve is with me, and I can dream it, and he can do it. Okay. Yeah, we kind of work together. That so that's pretty that's good, the so. Uh, that's the way that this one happened is we did it, and then I dreamed something, and I said, "Can you do this?" And he said, "Yeah." And we did it. All right. Now, I'm going to assume that you're doing this on camera, right? We're using, um, of course, it's not 4K. But right. we're, we're still shooting HD on a uh, so, Canon Rebel, and it looks real good. Here's so. what I say. You sit people down not knowing what it is and ask them which of these screens is 4K, 8K, high definition. They couldn't tell you. The only person no. that they, could would it, be him. It is so, <laughs> it, it, it is so close no. that the average person would have no idea. That's correct. No. You know, I mean, if you're if you work in the industry or something, there's things that you would pick up and you would know. Yeah, that wow, that's really great. You know that. I mean, I I see these things. Was it Olick? I guess it is. It's got the 8K now, mm-hmm. and and I'm going. I just got around to finally getting 4K. You know, yeah. and now I'm got to go buy. I'm not going to buy an 8K. It's not going to be that much difference. Not for the thousands of dollars they're going to ask for. Yeah. You know, the one drawback with working with Steve is he's ruined movies for me. I can't watch one now without picking it apart. 
Yeah. And saying, oh, look at that. There's a mistake. You're the one who chose to get into this. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, as you were you know, talking about the, the quality and the 4K and that kind of yeah. stuff. Visually, you, you really can't tell the difference. But when there's a bad shot or there's a horrible shadow on the wall or the audio is just cringing, you, you notice those things real quick. Whereas looking at the, the quality of the video, unless it's just really bad, you won't ever see it. I got to tell you, you got to come to my Halloween uh, classic movie. I'm going back. We found this so we can show it uh, without 35 millimeter. I mean, we they they put it on set up for you know the computer or whatever that they do now. We're showing. I spit on your grave. The original. Ah. Now you got to come and see that. I mean, yeah, that that's what I call garage made movie and. In, uh, Keaton, the lady that is the lead actress in that, is from uh, Pine Bluff. I'm hoping to get in touch with her and see if she'll come back and talk about it. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Oh, it would be awesome. It's one of my favorite all-time kind of, uh, what's the way, grindhouse movie. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And that that's kind of how, I mean, I know you guys aren't looking, you're not using that type of script or whatever, but you're going to, because of how you're being forced to shoot it, you're going to get that type of kind of feel anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, we're we're not going out of our way to kind of get that. But yeah. you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, with a, no budget and it being me and Alan, there's a lot of things that we either, I wouldn't say cutting around the edges or cutting corners, but we generally are tr- are wearing so many hats that we have to stay on top of it okay so am i wrong or is there a it seems to be kind of a pretty active film community here in central arkansas is that true or is that false i think it's growing okay yeah there's more than say four years ago there's a lot more and there's still others out here coming into starting their own thing it's and they're all independent films which i love independent films because you can get things done at the, almost the same grade for a lot less. Well, there's a lot of people who make movies that uh, they may get shown and it may catch fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know about Blair Witch. Remember that? And there's others that have done the same thing. Uh, typically, horror seems to be the movie that catches fire. Yeah, horror, uh, horror is probably the one genre that just almost anything goes you know there's no real hard and set stone <laughs> yeah rule to... ask matt speece about that i mean that's all he basically does you know yeah. but he does a, he does a good job i mean he does more with nothing than anybody i've ever met and especially in in kind of our case you know we don't have a full crew we don't have a light kit you know group of people to come out and do electric and all that stuff so when we go out there a lot of times the script's already written so when we walk into a location, that's the first thing we do is start figuring out, okay, well, let's shoot this wall or let's shoot that angle. Or, and, and that kind of pre-thought to the scene helps us out a lot because instead of us having to go to post and go, oh, we've got 30 clips that we have to dig through in order to get the one golden nugget out of right, it to, right. to get it, we're already thinking ahead before we walk in the door. So, And there are times when the script, like I write the script, the script is written, but we get there and we go, you know, that's not the total story we need to tell. So I have to sit down. I've sat down on a sack before and written some stuff out and said, here, this is. So we've mm-hmm. added to the script. But that just sounds like the way movies used to be done. Yeah. You know, kind of seat of your pants kind of thing. Yeah. It had to be that way. I mean, now you get 
tentpole movies where they're spending a hundred million dollars on. I mean, you got one person to you know do anything on, bring the actress and actresses toilet paper or whatever. I mean, you got somebody probably doing that. Yeah, I mean, you don't need all of that. A lot of that mm-hmm. is wasted money, probably. Mm-hmm. In in fact, but uh, you know, you guys are out there. You've got there seems to be like I said. A lot more people want to get in front of the camera, want to get a chance, get something that I can send out. Well, you got more chances now because there's more, there's more content being made. I mean, talking to Rick Viper, I mean, he worked for about three months, I guess, just doing stuff for uh, the uh, that criminal channel that that's out there. He says, "Yeah, I make a good sheriff." <laughs> well, he's been doing a lot of that. Well, and especially at, you know, with the internet and everything going digital, it just opened up so many possibilities. Whereas back in the day, you had to go either buy an eight millimeter camera and go shoot and film, or you really didn't do anything. Yeah, but you, know? st- you really, literally, had to be Steven Spielberg and have a super eight camera right. or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, we've got guys in Arkansas that are running around with cell phones, and that quality is just so good now. That it's they amazing. Can get away with that, it really is amazing, yeah. and. And then I, I talk to Matt, and some of the people show up to, to be in the movie, and he gives them the the phone, and they're suddenly a cameraman, you know? Yeah, I went, yeah. When I went to the, the Matt's show, the little part I was in, mm-hmm. I stood around waiting for the cameras and the lights. I thought, when are they going to come out? When are they coming out? And they're standing over the camera or their phone doing like this, and I thought I leaned over to one of buddy and said, when are they going to bring the cameras out? And he said, he's shooting right now. okay that's pretty cool matt's been in here uh a lot Uh, we try from time to time to take one of his movies and throw it up on the big screen because watching it on a television or on a laptop or on a pad or whatever is not the same as being able to throw it up on a big screen and watch it on the big screen that's a big deal oh yeah well and with alan and i you know with Seekers, I kind of did all the rough edits and got the pieces together, and then we kind of got together and spent a couple of weeks finalizing it and fine-tuning it. With Dodd, we spent quite a bit of time sitting together at a computer. So this whole time, we're looking at a small laptop or a computer monitor right. watching this film, so we've basically ingrained the movie into our brains. But when we went to the theater and watched it or when we had the, the showing of it, we're seeing it on the big screen for the first time just like everybody else, and it's like, oh, wow, that looks Real big. <laughs> yeah, and really good. So, we try to show it to a group of people that you generally call your grandparents. They will tell you what's right and what's wrong. Right. And I tell them to look for mistakes and show it on the big screen, and they look at it, and they come back, and they make a list. Here's a list. Here's a list. Here's a list. And we go back and fix things then because you don't see it on a little computer screen. Oh, I'm sure. When you blow it up. I'm sure. All right, we're going to come back, talk to Alan Steven some more. I'm going to keep them here until 6 o'clock. Got a question? 8230965. 8230965. Like, there's got to be somebody out there that's going to call us and say, How do I get involved when you guys are doing a movie? When's, when's your next uh, cattle call going to be so I can come out and show you my headshot? Whatever. Some of my actors may be listening and want to talk to. There you go. We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011. It is the answer. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 24 minutes after 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. If you just joined us, got a couple of guys here that uh, I've known one of them for quite some time, Alan Lowe. I mean, 
I had you on probably 2007. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't know. He's kept this guy's secret from me. Uh, Steven is with us. He's been his partner uh, in ghost hunting and now in filmmaking. And it was funny. Have you been in the film part of it longer than what Alan has? Well, yeah, like I said, I... I'd done it as a kid, teenager, running around with a VHS camcorder. So the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and to take it even further, um, when my parents divorced, I was like 10 years old. We moved back up here, and we lived with my grandpa, uh, grandfather in Russellville. So we actually lived in the theater with him. I mean, every day we would get up, we were spending that whole day in that movie theater. He ran the Valley Cinema Trio. Oh, my. So I was seeing 35 millimeter every day. Now, I'm just saying, I... That would have been pretty next to heaven for me. Oh, I loved it. It was mm-hmm. when when he passed away. It was a really hard thing to go up there and, and close shop. It was pretty tough. So, so what are some? Give us some of the big movies that you saw oh, when you were growing up. Um, big movies: Terminator, Die Hard. There you go. Um, Jaws, Jurassic Park. We watched. Yeah, he played Jaws. So. Um, at first, it was, you know, all the new movies that were coming out. And, of course, you know, as Blockbuster and things like that started popping up, and the home rentals showed up, he started slacking and, and kind of slid back to the dollar cinema. So we were watching all the reruns and stuff. Oh, so yeah. I got best of both worlds. And then they still ex- – does the theater still exist? The billing is still there, but I think it's church now. They turned it into something else. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Here's the big thing. You go to the movies now, and let me tell you something that you won't see. You won't see a cigarette burn. Mm-hmm. All right. For you who may not know, when they had to switch reels of a 35 millimeter, they put what's called a cigarette burn. There was a mark put on the film that would show up in the corner of the screen, and then they would start the next reel to continue the, the movie. I, I thought it was so much fun when uh, Tarantino... Uh, did the, the shot of, uh, what was it, uh, Something Planet. I forget what it was. Uh, but he he did, he and Rodriguez and some of the other guys went back to the day of the old, the 70s, basically, mm-hmm. grindhouse movies. And it's true, there was a couple of scenes that they had where the film got stuck, supposedly, and burned. That happened more regularly than I'd like to say. Oh, yeah. In the I, theater. I, I can remember being upstairs in the projection booth and, and seeing all the little just slices of film that have either broken or snapped or got stuck and burned or whatever and having that, that clear tape that they used to slice those pieces So together. how many of those had, did you see that you wish now that you had grabbed hold of and held on to? Tons of them. Um, I know uh, he used to keep, you know, back in the day, the, the local commercials and stuff, they would do them for the uh, the theater mm-hmm. so when you walked in you'd see a preview of a film or something and then you'd see a commercial of so-and-so's auto sales down the street you know <laughs> and i could i can remember going up there and there's the drums of the films you know yeah. they come in these big massive canisters mm-hmm. and then on the wall there was little boxed off shelf that had the commercials on it so they would run them for so long and then they'd cut them out put them on that box and then they'd move off to a new commercial and it's it's just it's crazy you can almost remember the smell of that film and how everything just the the sensations of being up there it was awesome i mean think about how many frames if you had got a let's because this would have been long an eight second clip out of fantasia 
Oh. You know what that would be worth? Oh now? yeah, that'd be worth millions. Man. Yeah, it'd be that unbelievable. Would definitely be something to have hanging around. That would be yeah. awesome. But you never thought that film was ever going to go away. No, I never thought it. I mean, I, I look at what they do now, and it, it, it amazes me. I mean, Matt Smith was here hour and a half uh, from my beginning of my show, and he does four different theaters, and he talks about where we're going with laser projections and everything. It's it's, it's incredible. Yeah. But how, how difficult, well, we'll talk about when we come back. How difficult is it for you all trying to keep up with the changes in doing, in doing films? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. We've got to get the news for you. We'll give you 60 seconds to try to catch up with the world. Then we'll come back and talk more about making movies. Let me finish a thought. We were just talking about movies we'd like to see get reboot they call it reboot i'd say remade mm. uh and logan's run is one and uh, uh the omega man would be another and uh soylent green would be another and i can name a bunch of them oh yeah and the only thing that i worry about is that the people who would make them now don't have the same view of the world that we still have, but they had back then. Yeah. And they would change the storyline. Well, you change the storyline, you change yeah, the freaking movie. movie. You know, there's some. Re- I mean, there's some really good things there that young people should watch these movies and try to understand what they were saying back in the seventies, what they thought were coming in the future, and you'd be really surprised at how close they've come. Very close. Yeah. You know, I mean, Soylent Green is people. Yeah. You know, it's it's great stuff. And the, the great scenes of, like, who was it? Um, who played, uh, Bert, not Burt Lancaster, but uh, Charlton Heston's buddy in that movie, uh, Soylent Green. Now the older fellow. Yeah, I can't think of his name uh-huh. right now. And how close are we to that scene that they show him laying on the table and they're making him all as comfortable as possible, and he's in this 360-degree movie theater watching all these beautiful flowery fields and everything just before they kill him. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're there now. Oh, Isn't yeah. that amazing? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not amazing. It's pretty scary, to be honest with you, but it's pretty amazing. Those guys were thinking about that back in, like, 1973. All right. Yeah. And making movies about it and saying, hey, watch out. Bad things, bad moon horizon. Everybody, yeah. everybody thought that was just science fiction, too. That won't ever happen. Science fiction becomes science fact all too often. Yeah. I remember as I was growing up watching Star Trek and, you know, their little flip phone communicators. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a flip phone at one point. You know, it was like, hey, beam me up, Captain. You know? So here's, here's my thing about Roddenberry in, in Star Trek. Did you ever notice in Star Trek nobody had any money? Yeah. None of them did. Where are we now? None. What are they talking about now? Mm-hmm. They're starting to talk about AI taking over all these jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. And so now government's just going to have to give a stipend to people so they can live and you won't have, quote, money. We are getting away from mm-hmm. There's there's businesses that won't take physical money anymore. That's right. right. They won't. We're getting there. It's working there. Those guys really did. They saw things that a lot of us didn't see. I went into a store the other day when the uh, during the flood and they had lost their internet, and it said cash only, and people were going crazy. Cash oh yeah. Only. 
I don't care. I don't carry cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I always said that I'd always carry cash and I've got to the point now very seldom. Yeah. Do I have a even a dollar in my pocket? I got my debit card. Why do I need carried you know, it smells anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the way I feel about it and who knows, some cop may test it and they'll find cocaine on it. And most money has cocaine on it. People don't know that, but it's the case. But you know, it's Science fiction is my favorite genre, just for that particular reason. I mean, mm. give you a good example of changing uh, what a movie tries to say. If you see Planet of the Apes, the original, and you watch the reboot, it's totally different. Yeah, the storyline that's in it. The only thing that I like the best of the remake is showing how easy it is for disease. To travel across the world because uh, you got that guy he's getting on the plane his nose is bleeding and mm-hmm. you know he's he's going to spread the disease mm-hmm. and it, that's what happens that's how they say we got to where we're going where you know the original planet of the ape was a a warning about nuclear proliferation mm-hmm. you stupid fools very small you example of that. Yeah. Was, uh, you really did it, yeah, really did it. <laughs> i just flew back from europe and in the back, you could hear a guy sneezing and coughing. Oh, yeah, that would get your mind going. I got home, and I got sick within a day or two. I no, did sick. you? Yep. So I imagine the whole plane full of everybody got sick. 35,000 feet in an aluminum tube. And you're trapped. <laughs> you can't get out and walk. <laughs> no, you can't. It's a bad feeling. It definitely is that. And you just have to do with I kind of bathe in the stuff that you got the, to put the, on your hands and stuff. And, yeah. soap and the, all that germ disinfected i like how you just show you you were coughing down your shirt yeah. i wish more people would do that mm-hmm. make me feel better but yeah a lot of people do not have the hygiene as other people tell my wife next time i fall on a plane i'm getting a mask and i'm wearing it a people lot of people laugh do at you, no, but people to. do that now there's more and more people doing that especially you don't know when what part of the world they came from yeah oh yeah well i i, I used to attend a conference uh in california every year the last couple of years i didn't go last year but the last year i went you know i was fit fit as a fiddle got on the plane got there 24 hours later i was laid out in the bed with 103 temperature just dying wow running the sweats and, and it you was, wonder who had it right? oh yeah somebody on that plane or one of the airports that we had a layover in had it mm-hmm. and that's where i got it that's why i don't shake hands i i, I give them you know dr yamush you ever met him he's a head of infectious diseases uh, over there at uh, Arkansas Children's Hospital. Mm. He does the Yamauchi bump. He only does fist bumps or elbow bumps. <laughs> he will not shake your hand. And I can understand that. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> perfect sense not to. And you're spreading stuff all the time. He probably wishes he was here now because he loves movies as well. He'd have a field day talking to you guys. He's always at the classic movie. It's good. By the way, let me remind everybody about the classic movie coming up on July 9th. You guys are going to like this. July 9th, Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. We're re-showing Terminator 2. Now, why is that important? Well, first of all, when I look at 1 and 2, I think maybe 2 is better than 1. Mm-hmm. I mean, 1's great just because of the ideas that they that cameron came up with but what he did in two was really awesome yeah uh, in in that movie but this number watching two this time the new terminator movie that opens november 1st mm-hmm. 
is going to be a direct sequel to two. It's like all these other ones never even happened. It's kind of like what they did yeah, with Halloween. See, like I said, we grew, John and I grew up with Terminator, and that's one of the big ones that we would always spoof was Terminator. And when they started bringing those other ones out, it was like, really? You just totally killed the one film that I just have to go see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Well, people are going to want to see two again. It, it, to me, it's it's just so much fun. And I'm a huge Linda Hamilton fan. Oh, yeah. When they took her out of the other movies, I really – that was tough. I mean, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger was there, but Hamilton played such an important, integral part. And she's back in this movie. Mm. And when I saw the trailer and they they had the piece that they wanted you to see with Linda Hamilton, she's as badass now as she was in two. And that, I'm really looking forward to yeah. this. Really, really looking forward to it. And one of the great takeoffs in that movie is when she's there with the other two girls. There's a girl that is being protected. There's a girl who is half Terminator, half human. And she goes, who are you? And she says, my name is you know sarah connor and i got chills oh yeah i just got chills i mean it, it, she's a seminal character mm. in those in those movies she's great in those movies so I'm, I'm just people need to go see terminator 2 so you'll know what the heck is happening when you see the new one yeah i mean dark fate i think is what it's there's called. been so many years after the the other versions of terminator that have come out it would be awesome to be able to just go back to the theater watch terminator 2 and then turn right back around and go watch the new one that's coming out yeah because cameron has written the script he's producing he's not directing but he is and if you're the producer you might as well direct as well as far as i'm concerned but and if you've written it you probably should direct it as well but the bottom line is uh he's so closely identified with that franchise he will not make something that is not really quality i believe yeah so i'm i'm really looking forward to it all right quarter till enough about terminator but on july 9th you can see terminator 2 on the big screen there's a lot of you that i'm talking to right now you never saw terminator 2 on the big screen where's it gonna play it Dave? it's gonna be at riverdale 10 on the big screen there number in uh, theater number two so if you want to see it the way it was supposed to be seen, you want to go on July 9th to see it because I'll tell you what, there's a, you might not think that there's a big difference, but let me tell you what, seeing it on a what 15 by 45 screen versus a 65, 75-inch screen, big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, big difference. Dave Ellswick Show back with more here in just a moment. All right, so I promise that we'll specifically get into talking about shooting movies here in just a second with Stephen and with Alan. But uh, somebody got a hold of us and said uh, about Soylent Green, Edward G. Robinson uh, was the person who was dying. And then they mentioned Chuck Connors was in the movie, and he was the cop chasing after Charlton Heston. And then Joseph Cotton was in that movie as well. I'm naming names that if you're probably... (laughs) Younger than 50, you may not know who I'm talking about. How, how old are you? 44. Okay. And it's, I do know the names. So you know who I'm talking you're about. Those old movies. Yeah, that's you're true. into, <laughs> into I grew up in screen. a theater, so all the old yeah. stuff. So uh, Joseph Cotton played the elite. See, he, they, they understood, like I was telling you, in Soylent Green, Joseph Cotton was the elite guy. He was at the top, so he got the best of everything. Everybody else lived in like the slums and stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody was was sharing everybody else's desperate, you know, try to, 
to scratch out a living or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Charlton Heston was trying to figure out what the crap Soylent Green was. And uh, Chuck Connors didn't want him to find out because Soylent Green, they were recycling people <laughs> and feeding people people. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's what it was all about. So it's, it's an, if you haven't seen the movie, it's still out there on DVD. Get it and watch it. So are some great horror movies like uh, The Blob with Steve oh, McQueen yeah. and good stuff. things like that. Those are great movies. Great, great movies. Mm-hmm. I got in my in my drawer back in my desk. You're going to love this. Forrest Tucker, The Forrest. Crawling Eye. Crawling oh. Eye. Do you remember The Crawling Eye? I don't remember The Crawling yeah, Eye. Now, now, now I'm about to go I find remember it. Forrest Tucker. Yeah, it. You gotta, yeah, well, you can remember him probably from F Troop. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to see him. In, he's great in this movie. He's really good in it. Crawling but yeah. Eye. The Crawling Eye. The crawling Eye. One of those movies that you see on, like, Sven Gulli's, mm. you know, show. Or what. I want to do a show like that. If you're listening and you're the, the general manager of one of the local TV stations around here, uh, myself and I, Shane Stacks, would love to do a show like that. It reminds me of the old uh, Elvira. Yeah. yeah. That'd be yeah. a good show, too. Well, people would show up if I was Elvira, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, but sorry. I ain't Elvira. I'm just yeah, telling you. I was going to say, happen. sorry, Dave, you don't meet the... No, I don't meet the requirements yeah. for that at all. She had double the talent that I have. Is saying. He was yeah. really good. All right. Let's, let's talk about you all making movies. You decided to do this, Alan. Did, did it just come out of the out of the debris way or something or were you talking to steven and steven says you know i used to do uh movies and spoofs and stuff why don't we do something serious actually i started you know i write books you've yeah. seen the books i've written i've written four books and two of them are published the other two are on hold waiting on the right time okay so i have a publicist that's holding my works he don't do screenplays so I can do screenplays. So I decided to start writing, and I didn't have an avenue for it. And then I remembered Steve liked to do that stuff. And I said, hey, Steve, you want to make a movie? Okay, so here's the question I have. I've thought about doing a screenplay, but I have no idea where to start because I know that you're supposed to follow a specific kind of format and all kinds of things. I I have no idea how to do that. Well, Google it. Uh, yeah, you could Google it for one, but... Um, my daughter at one point had asked about, well, I want to do a screenplay. Let's make a movie. You know? and, and she's like, well, where do I start? And I said, just start writing. Yeah, exactly. You know? This conversation Fig- we're having is a screenplay. Yeah. Okay. You know, figure out something that you, you either want to talk about or something you want to go, you know, show to the world that, hey, this is going on or this topic or whatever, and just start writing it. And once you've written it down and gotten to a point where you have something on paper, then you can start going back and figuring out, okay, well, do I need to write it? single column on one page and, and leave a blank page or however focus on getting the story out i mean okay. that's what makes or breaks it anyway yeah There's, i'm like you i'm historical buff all right and i think a story that's never been told that needs to be told is the guys that came back from world war one and weren't getting paid and things and they camped out in washington dc there by the reflecting pond and everything and black you know blackjack Pershing and Patton and all of them went and forced them out and killed a lot of them i think it would be a great story a, a part of americana people don't know about i didn't know about it yeah Ooh. Yeah. no clue about that so yeah, yeah. It might happen right maybe maybe we, it's a good one over there it is it's a great it's a great story i forget i forget what those guys they had a name for them 
I'll I'll find it during the break and give it to you. It's it's a great story. It really really is, and people more people need to know about it. Mm. I mean, look, we've had upheavals in this country for years, and this country has survived. I don't know if we can survive political correctness. That's another kind of screenplay I'd like to write. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to rewrite Demolition Man or something and do something new with that. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun and and make fun of it because you know. Young people today don't realize that political correctness is destroying their freedoms. Oh, yeah. Right under their nose. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. So what What? What are some of the things? Yeah, I know we don't want to give away things that we're thinking about sometimes. What are some things you're, you got rolling around between your ears there, Alan? Well, we, uh, we finished filming Baby Girl, which is a thriller horror movie. It's about a, a young girl that gets possessed by a demon, and a preteen, and it, and then she goes into uh, a clinic, and supposedly gets squared away, comes out, and the demon comes roaring back, okay, and does all kinds of weird things. Now, I won't say what, but we had a really, really good cast. Uh, these people, all the upper level people, were uh, they're either in stage or in movies, okay, and so you know, it's it's going to be great. But they know how to hit a mark and how to interpret and some they knew how to script. interpret stuff. They helped me out a lot when writing. Yeah, yeah cool. But uh, there has been a lot of questions asked. What's next? Like you just said, and we thought about either a prequel or a sequel to Baby Girl. What happened? She didn't die. She didn't get caught. You're right. So we could do a sequel, and we could do a prequel. How she got where she is. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's a, a another one that's rolling around in my head that's uh, pretty good too, and, and it's a horror. But I'm going to tell you what I, to be honest, horror is the way to go if you don't have a big budget. Yeah, seems like to me. Yeah, I mean, what was the like the six different movies they got out of that one series uh, of that the ghost that was always haunting people and stuff and. Um, Mm. Blew it. I'll, I'll come up with it during mm. the break as well. But I mean, it's made millions upon millions of dollars. Well, you know, the next one that I'm thinking about is unnamed, but it, it's about a woman that becomes a vigilante. She is an abused woman. You know, a takeoff on uh, a Death Wish, huh? Only it's a woman. That's cool. <laughs> Wasn't Jodie Foster in a movie like that? Something like that, wasn't it? She was like a. CIA agent or something yeah. trained, yeah. especially yeah. trained. She locks this guy away. Her husband abuses her, and he locks. She locks him away in the basement. Okay, and, and becomes her new toy. Oh, cool! Now, this isn't two weeks in the attic. All right, this yeah. is like it's bad times. In, bad time in the in the cellar. It sounds like to me. All right. Hey, that's a good name for it. Bad time in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll right. see which way we'll go. See, that's good. That's you know because look, there's only so many stories. To be told, mm-hmm. everything kind of revolves around certain core facts. It's what you do with th- those core facts. And Steve has scored, schooled me on historic stuff's good, but it's not going to get us anywhere. No. Really. I want to do the Elaine Massacre. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. There was a, a, a race riot in Elaine, Arkansas. Oh. Yes, I do, because they brought that up when they were talking about changing the Arkansas flag here at the General Assembly this year. Yeah, they did. That's where I heard it. 
Okay, I was there. And uh, also, I want to do the uh, the the duel. The only duel during the Civil War was in our, it was in Little Rock between Marker uh, Walker and Marmaduke, and it was on a Little Island right outside Little Rock. I want to do that one too. That sounds interesting. It is interesting. And it would be interesting. All right, let's. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Then okay. we'll come back and we'll talk more about this. Alan Lowe is here. Steve, your last name again? Hefner. Hefner. Yeah. I remember. Like yeah. you. Just yeah. like you. That's what I was going to say. Just like you. Except with less money, probably. We'll be back with more here in just a moment. Five minutes of news coming your way next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Was a series that I was thinking about. Uh, six movies. The first one made for 20 grand. I forget what uh, the one uh, uh, the the one of the, the couples that got lost out in the woods that yeah. was made for the nothing. Blair Witch Project. The Blair, Blair Witch, Witch that was yeah. that was nothing. Now I'll, I'll be honest, I went and saw that, and it didn't do to me what it did to so many other people. And the one scene where they had her crying and her nose was dripping, I found that a little off <laughs> off putting a little bit to, mm-hmm. in that movie. And, I didn't think that you got a good payoff for the movie. Yeah. And everybody said, you'll feel like you, you're seasick or whatever. And yeah, I go, no, nah, it didn't bother me. Let's d- try to do this over again. Then they made a lot of mo- money, went and did the second one, and it was terrible. Oh, yeah, it was a flop. Yeah, it was not it, when they, they got away from the whole mm-hmm. idea for the second one. And it was a spirit that was inhabiting people and all kinds of crazy stuff but uh, yeah but uh i think paranormal activity i don't think they spent over a hundred thousand dollars on any one of those movies they made six of them and they made millions mm-hmm. uh, it, well, it, if you look at the equipment used 90 percent of the films are surveillance cameras black and white surveillance yeah, cameras yeah. so so here's a good question steve let's yeah. see what you think here is the because we were just talking a moment ago when you're writing a script and there's there's only like eight or nine major points to jump off on a script and then it's what you do with it all right is the found footage genre have they run their course now i think it's it's lost the shock value to it yeah um and that's like with us we we're shooting things that we either have already looked at already thought about things that we're interested in like the ghost hunting or um like with david owen dodd that's you know arkansas story arkansas history that we we did that for whereas you know you may get a group that comes out and produces something that's just totally off the wall um trying to think of the one horror movies where um they have they miss the accident that kills them all, and then they all oh, end yeah. up dying. Final, you know, destination. Final destinations. Final destination. You know that when that first came out, it was like, oh wow, you know they're just you know the cars and the the, the death scenes and all that stuff. It was such a shock that that's what sold it. Um, and, and like I said, Blair Witch, you know that that whole I'm kind of trapped in front of a camera, kind of a feel out in the woods, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going on, and I don't see the killer, and you know that kind of mystery. A lot of people were, were just taken in awe by. But, you know, as you said, that you get that effect once, and it's great. But then you try to do it again, and it's just a, a total flop. You're, yeah. you're just losing it. So that's why I think with Alan and I, especially with us doing either historical or we do stuff that, you know, that interests us. You know, like Baby Girl, that was that was kind of, a, oh, that'd be creepy, you know, if this kind of happened, you know. Yeah, let and, me know when that's a, ready to go, guys. I will. Yeah. 
and uh you know we'll, we're we'll kind see of about, shooting we'll see about putting that up on the big screen okay yeah but uh that that's kind of our thing is you know he he writes it and, and if i like it i'm like yeah let's go do it yeah whereas it's not like we're just throwing together something and saying hey we just made a movie you know yeah so yeah that's it but you need to find something that's going to give you a monetary payback so that you can do another one. It, it do would another be, one. It would be nice so if nice. we could advance to that kind of level where we're actually making you know the payoff. But at the same time, I grew up doing it as a kid. I did it because I enjoyed doing it. Well, that's you. Yeah. You got to have that all the time because mm-hmm. if you don't like doing it, then it's never going to be good. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, you I, hate well, what the, you're the, doing. The best sayings was you know if um, find a job that you enjoy doing. Yeah, and then you never have a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's true. It's what I do. I've been doing it all my life. In August, 50 years on radio. All right? I mean, I've been doing it for since I was 16 years old. I love it. Mm-hmm. I can't think of myself. I can't even see myself not doing it. That's why I'm not even thinking about retiring until I hit 70. That's and Now I seem like a long way away, and now I'm only four years away from it. I thought you were retired. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you're the one who retired. Yeah, tell everybody what did you used to do? Oh, I used to be a construction. Well, I, I used to be a lot of things. Yeah, but immediate used to be I was a construction engineer. Before that, I was a uh, a master carpenter, and I have been a policeman for Pulaski mm. County too. But that's an amazing thing. I mean, it's not easy to be a you know master carpenter. No, you got to be really good. You got to go through. You go through tests yes. to be a master carpenter. I did. I went through five years of school and testing at the end of it. Wow. It's incredible. I've all, you know, Al and I, I, I think we've always gotten along well. We have really good uh, chemistry on the air. You can see Steve fits right in with us, which is great. <laughs> and I have to, I'm going to have to send you guys out to movies and, and having you come on the show and talk about what you think of movies. We are ready we're for seeing. Any time. You want to do that? Well, I yeah. can. I can probably make that happen. We'll do make it, it right make on. it, make it, it happen. It'd be a little easier for Steve because he lives out in the Ward area. We have to go see it over in the Cabot Cinema, the VIP Cinema, which the is Silver a great cinema. Now. Oh, that's a great place to go see I, I movies. No, that's true. <laughs> you don't go. You're not one of those people that thinks that you should use wagons and, and horses. It would be nice, really. <laughs> slow things down, I mean, just a yeah, tad. Slow it down a little bit. All right, so when you guys sit down and you come up with an idea, you've, you've, you've knocked out the script, and as you're knocking out the script, as you're writing this stuff up, Alan, do you give it then to Steve and let him read it, and then he comes back and says, eh, maybe we should change this? Or, or do, you, do you have some actors or actresses that read it and say, this, this doesn't ring true to me? Yeah, we start out. Steve and I talk a lot while I'm writing. I'll I'll come into a, a stone wall and I'll go. I said, "What do we do here, Steve?" Mm-hmm. And he'll come up with a good idea, and I'll write it. And if, and then we look at it, and he may even on his own idea say mm, that didn't work. You know, we'll write it again. And then yes, we we let, we allow. We're different from a lot of people in that we we use the script as a a guideline, like mm-hmm. a map. How you get from point A to point B is up to the actor. I don't. You don't have to memorize lines. You have to memorize what's going on. I want your personality. Memorize powerpoints, in other words. I want yeah. your personality to shine in this movie. Not my. Per- if I'm doing, if I'm doing, I may as well be the actor too. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote it. Now I want you to interpret it. 
And uh, they sometimes, they come up and they say, you know, if he said this here, it would be a whole lot better when she says that there. So we write it in. We look at it. Stephen, I said, yeah, that works. That yeah. works. Uh, as Alan said, the, the script itself is probably more of a roadmap than it is a concrete, you know, testament or whatever. Um, and there have been some cases where, say, we had a location picked out. We had gone there. We liked the way it looked. We had all these nice visions of we could frame it this way and shoot that way and all that and then something fall through we end up having to go somewhere else so that whole thought process has got to be fluid you know we can't have it just solid concrete and stone and then show up that day and go oh that's just not going to work it just won't work i mean you get you get a lot of stiff actors that just hi my name's john there's no personality in it at all you want the personality. But isn't that the key about, you know, you sent a script, all right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're one of those actors that countless people send you scripts because they want you to be in their, their movie. Uh, and and you're, you're flipping through and you're reading them and whatever. And what has to happen for the actor is something's got to connect with them. And then they start thought, they start thinking and go well what would his background be and th- and they flesh out the part for you it might not even be the way you thought the person would be in the script that has happened yes yeah. and it also has happened where Steve and I have been filming and they fleshed it out and we no <laughs> that's not what we're looking for yeah, that's not what we're looking we're looking for what's written but you need to that's why sometimes actors leave projects and directors leave projects yeah. Because what they had in mind, the movie veers a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't want that to happen. So the people that you're using, the, the actors and actresses that come in, or I guess it's just actors now. Actors. They, they don't like to be called actresses. We, we can't dif- okay. differentiate. Yes, it's yeah, equality. I believe in equality. Uh, you're all good actors. But the bottom line, until you get to the Academy Awards, and then they're going to say actress. They'll say yeah. what they want to say. That's exactly like right. Yeah, and you'll take one of those little gold guys. But I guess the key is is that, you know, you it's got to be a collaborative effort. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. It and does. that's not easy. The people that you go out and get, you said that they have some experience, some on stage, but having experience on stage is totally different than doing it in front of a camera it is yeah it's there's a big difference between the two so personally i like the on stage stuff better because when you do make a mistake you maybe you go all of them go blank you ad lib yeah and i love ad libs as long as they're within the context of what you're trying to say well they do that when they make movies as well However, you got to know that the people that you're working with can ad lib. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> a lot of a lot of comedies are that way, and they said Marty Feldman was notorious on just throwing stuff into scenes and stuff that the director had no idea what he was going to do. But they typically left ninety five percent of his material because it was so good. Yeah, and sometimes it scares the director too because you don't know what they're going to say. So you got to you got to curb it both ways. Yeah, and when you and then when you do have a budget, there's people putting money up, and you're burning money because you're burning time. That can make you real nervous. Oh yeah. Well, it 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 makes me nervous when we go film anyway because you know we've only got so many hours of a day, 
and with us not having to be able, you know not having that funding to to pay for a full crew to be there to get things set up to work with the actors get them warmed up and ready to go it's a madhouse for us you know we're scrambling we know what we've got to get we know what scenes we're shooting today we know the takes we know the angles and you get there and it's just the two of and us then, going, okay, we've got to hold all this together for the next four hours so that we make sure we get scene three or whatever. Yeah. All, all so. the actors and Steve, I don't anymore, they have to work. Okay. So you've got Saturday or evenings or Sunday afternoons because a lot of them won't do in the mornings. They go to church, which is fine. I right. understand that. But they, uh, they have a, a time that they can dedicate to the movie too. So everybody's got invested interest in this i've got to do my part and i've got an hour to do it in now let, let's talk about the actors and, and the actors okay let's talk about the men and women who are doing this and they, and they come out and they're they're ready to shoot this stuff and you're talking about not having a whole lot of money so they're giving their time willingly kind of okay Bottom line, they have a reason for doing this as well. They have to get something down that they can give to other casting people who are thinking about they would like to be on this show or that show, and you send it out to people. you got to have something to show people. Yeah, they want what's called a reel, and they want parts of all the stuff they've done to put on the reel. And if they don't do a real good time, a real good job, the real looks bad. Mm-hmm. So they they've got they've got an interest in this. They've got to do a good job so that they can put their stuff work out there for others to see. Yeah, I mean, there's a pay, there's a give back here. There's a yeah. payback. I mean, they're getting something they need a lot mm-hmm. because you go nowhere unless you have the ability to show that you can do this acting thing. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Alan. You know, as being the director tries to keep everything moving. No, that's all right. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, Alan, as the director, keeps everything moving, and me as the producer has to make sure I get it all on that tape. But Mm -hmm. it's up to those actors to pull the play off. That's right. You know, it's not me and Alan in front of that camera. It's them. They're the ones that give us that performance. I write it. I direct it. I've got to get the act out of them. And he's got to get it on camera just right. And if he sees it through the camera, it don't look just right. He says, hmm. Look at this. Yeah. I look at it, and we go back and do it again. She got a big old zit right there. Yeah, it's an undergrounder, but that don't matter. You can see it. All right. You don't make up all day long. It don't work. (laughs) Let's let's take a break. It's Dave Ellswick's show. Give you a little feel for a couple guys that are, uh, are, I think, sooner or later, they're going to make their break. Of course, for for Alan, it's got to be sooner. He don't have a whole lot of later left. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Running out of time there. So. Hey, don't forget about Sunday's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Why go out and buy an, you know, a, a new engine or rebuilt engine when you can go to Sunny's? They can find the car engine you're looking for and have it pulled from a total loss vehicle. I mean, just because the car was in a wreck does not mean that the engine is no good. And you're going to save about 50% by doing it this way. It's what I've done uh, with my uh, 2010 Acadia. I've got a re, uh, not a rebuilt engine. I took an engine out of a total loss vehicle, and uh, I did the same thing with the uh, uh, transmission and with all the labor and everything. It came in under five thousand dollars. You know, just to get the rebuilt engine would have been six or better. 
So this is the way you can save yourself some money. Uh, all you have to do is call them at 982-7451. And don't worry about about uh, warranties and stuff. They've got one, two, and three-year warranties on all their parts. Again, 982-7451. That's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. All right, back with you. We've got, uh, we've got about four minutes here before we get to the bottom of the hour. You guys have done this, the Dodd movie. Tell us, first of all, tell the listeners a little bit about it. And I, I'd like you to, you know, get a copy of this and, and check it out. <laughs> He's giving me one. And and here's what I'm going to do. Instead of taking that from you, I'm going to give it away to one of our listeners. Okay. And let them have it. So if you like a copy of a, a historical drama that actually occurred, this is based on historical events, uh, The Trial of David Owen Dodd, uh, I've got a copy of this in my hands right now to give you uh, an opportunity uh, to win this copy. All you got to do, call us at 823-0965, 823-0965, and uh, we'll give that uh, copy to you. I got it over here for you. Okay. Caller one, first caller, 823-0965. If you want to check this out, you can. All right, so if people want to buy it, where do they get it at? To buy a copy of the DVD, you have to right now go through me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what you wanted to put it on Amazon, and they didn't do it because it, you had the, it is on Amazon. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it on Amazon. You can rent it, or you can buy a digital copy. Okay. You can buy a copy, copy through hard copy. I guess it's through yeah. a, a DVD of it yeah. through the website loadstormstudios.com. dot com. Love Storm Load 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 Storm Studios dot com. Okay. All right. L O A D. L O A D S T O R M. Okay. All right. Studios. Know that. We got a winner. So a winner somebody called in and wanted well, it. Yeah. So we, we give that to somebody. And then we got the other one that's about uh, going out and being a ghost hunter, basically. Right. We give that one away, too. Now, that one's actually about four different people from Arkansas and why they actually decided to start hunting it's ghosts. It's a documentary. Yeah. That's right. Very it's, cool. It's called Seekers. And then the subtitle is Why They Do What They Do. That was the theme of the. Why do you do this? Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, I think it's cool because, like I said, my wife has gone on, on one of these adventures. I was going to go and then couldn't do it. Just just scared, weren't you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be truthful with you. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I did want to go, and it happened that I had to stay back because we had a front moving in at that time, and we were afraid that we were going to have really, really bad weather. And so... I have this job <laughs> that got in the way, but that's what that's what happens. And the front did move in, and we, and as ghost hunters, had really good weather because they had a lot of electrical activity, which tends to get that stuff popping good for you all. Worked yeah. good, yeah. So, bottom line is, is that you know these guys they, they want you to want a copy of this. I got it. You're watching on. Facebook, right oh, here. I forget about that. Okay, you want, I know. I'm glad you guys forget. That's the way I like to do it. But bottom line gives you an opportunity uh, to see what they're doing. Okay, Load Storm Studios, L-O-A-D Storm. It's one word. Just keep that in mind as well when you're looking for it on the uh, – Well, and, the, and the Seekers also. And, and like I said earlier, it's at, uh, the Trial of David Owen Dodd is on Amazon. So just do a search for the Trial of David Owen Dodd and you'll and find it. pop up. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So, how a, a lot of people have watched it now? What do they think about it? They think it's well done, and that the, there's some things in there that they did not know 
Okay. Happened. Keep that thought. Because we're going to come back. Got it. That's called a tease. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay with us. We had another half hour to go. All right, jump on the, the horn there with me, Russ. Who's our winner again? Kathy Gillage of Little Rock. All right. Congratulations, Kathy, for picking it up. Uh, before the top of the hour, we'll give away Seekers, which is a documentary on ghost hunting here in the state of Arkansas. And these guys are the real deal. I mean, I had Alan on constantly. People love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd come on, and we'd open the phones up for questions, and the lines would light up. Mm-hmm. People had all kinds of questions, asthma. You know, we always would get into the whole thing. Are they good spirits? Are they bad spirits? Or mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> things that I expect. What do you think now, Alan? I mean, you did, you've, how long have you been doing that? And do you still do it? I still do it occasionally, not as often as I used to. I used to go out at least once a month, if not more. Yeah. But uh, now I'm just sort of <laughs> kind of busy with the movies. And I'm not, I'll do them. If you got one out there, I'll still do it, and it, but it might become a movie. You got to be careful. Okay, well that's all right. I've I've been sitting here telling them to get a hold of the Travel Channel because the Travel Channel, and and I know you, you probably feel the same way I do. What bothers me is I can tell the difference between things that are happening that are happening haphazardly and things that are happening because they've been planned to happen that way. Yes. Yeah. You can kind of tell when things are scripted and when things are not scripted. And most of them are scripted. And that one guy that I see on the Travel Channel now that's so big, the young guy that looks like Chris Angel. Zach. Yeah, uh, Zach, yeah. And uh, he's got that one doofus that's with him that he, that they always stick him out there by himself, and he always looks at the camera like this. <laughs> and, he yeah. keep, and he keeps doing it. Yeah, and he, yeah. Keeps, he keeps on doing it, and he's – because he's probably making pretty good money at it, you know. But does that bother you? Yes, it does. It gives a, a, the legitimate, if you can call it. A lot of people say there's no such thing as a legitimate paranormal investigator. But the ones that try, it gives them a bad name. Well, I think that you guys were legitimate. We tried. I mean, but you don't show up with 19 different devices that you, you hook up that throw little you know balls of white light up and you can suddenly see the outline of a human form go through it yeah no we don't do that you know that that that, that's kind of stuff that i'm talking about i mean i mean we've played we've played the stuff that you've caught on recorders and things of that nature the voices and all of that that's it's just real deals there's things that are out there if matter is neither created or destroyed when we die we go somewhere you gotta do something yeah it's there. I'm just. I kind of like the way that you used to explain about objects absorbing mm-hmm. energy. I thought that was pretty interesting as all. And there's some. Uh, I thought that the ghost hunters, uh, when they started, they were really trying to do things, and then they they moved away from it. And they went what they call Hollywood. They went Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming back. They are. They I, have, I hope they're going. They talk about going to the old ways again. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, hope it's good. that'd be fun because yeah, it was fun. I I like the the different and you watch a show because you like the different personalities. There's only so many things that you're going to see on any ghost hunt out there, or whatever. But right. they had a couple of them that were really interesting of chairs moving, and that's when Jason was still with him. Was it Jason that Jason was one of the Grant original? Grant two? Left. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Grant left. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
and I liked Grant. He yeah. seemed like. Then I heard that he wanted to do art. Was I right about that? He he's still to, doing, yeah. Yeah, he's painting and stuff. Uh-huh. It's kind of crazy. And music, painting. yeah, he's doing all that. But he's, you know what? He wanted to do it, and he could do it because he made so much money off of Ghost Hunters. Yeah. What was really funny was when they had Meatloaf on. Oh yeah, I saw that. Meatloaf one. was into that. He was stuff. funny, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he was good in it. But I mean, he really wanted to get into it. I mean, he was he was a true believer. There was no doubt about that. There are a few people out there that want to do it and do it right. Yeah, and like you. Just a real quickie. Spirit yeah. Seekers is one of those groups. Yeah, and here we go. Mm. Just, that's what this is all about, right here. It Seekers. Is. is it not about your group? No, it's about four different groups in the state. Okay, I wanted to see why they did it. If they all. If any of them did it for the fame and fortune, which there isn't any, but they all surprised me, and I'm not going to tell you what they say because you'll figure it out when you watch the movie. Yeah, because they want to know what's on, what's after. How's that for a, an answer? Just out of out of my thoughts of why people would want to do something like that is that's you know? why I really started when I started ghost hunting. Was you know, is it really a spirit? Is it something that goes on after death? Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, that's we all want to know that. Yeah. And you've been doing it, too. Oh, yeah. How many years have you been doing this Scared with Scared the pants off him one night. Oh, really? What happened did, with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that night. Um, that was the night we were out at that one place, and we were all upstairs, and we kept hearing a knocking. I had no clue what it was, and I finally got up. And, of course, <laughs> me, the scared one, right? So yeah. I go downstairs trying to figure out where the Uh-oh. sound's coming from and turn around a couple times, and I finally hear the sound while I go, Alan, as loud as I could, and of course you hear this where he's about to fall out the window upstairs. Right. He's leaning up on, but um, no, trying to run with bad knees. Yeah, yeah, okay, running with bad knees. So we finally get everybody downstairs and come to find out it was a, just a huge rat that had had decided to take up residence. There, oh so. wow! But it was pretty crazy. He wanted out, and he was literally knocking. Yeah, I guess at some out. point somebody had shut that door, and he was wanting to get out of there, and that door was shut. So he was doing all he could to get out. And yeah, he got he got it going for you, huh? Oh, yeah. What he do? Do what? What he do when we let him out? He just walked out and looked he at everybody. Like, really looking What's at us. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Yeah. yeah. What are you trying to do? All right, let me get uh, in my final uh, shot right here. Then we're going to take another final break, and then we're going to pack come back and tell people where to get the copy of the Dodd. Uh, video and seekers if you want to see seekers and we're going to give away a copy as well here in just a moment and Stephen uh, hefner and uh, and uh, alan low going to be with us here for another few minutes we're going to have him back both of them we'll have both back when they can uh and and join us and when they as they start working on um, the post-production that they're they're doing right now and when that new movie is ready to go i'll go to some people i know we'll make it Make it happen so you can go to the big screen and see what's happening there. Uh, PI Roofing Home Solutions, uh, they have uh, now started doing high-quality gutter cleaning. But I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about what they do on roofing. You know, this this spring into the summer has been pretty good. I mean, a lot of rain and stuff, but we really haven't had tornadoes, all that many tornadoes, uh, straight-line winds and things of that nature. Uh, but we've had a lot and a lot of rain. With all that rain, your roof has been challenged, and it's your last defense against uh, Mother Nature. So what you want to do is to make sure that it is in good shape. 
Here's what you do. You call PI Roofing Home Solutions or better yet, just go on the website, piroofing.com, set up a, a time for them, come out and walk your roof. Walk across your roof, check it out, make sure the shingles are good. I know you hear lifetime warranty. That doesn't mean that the shingle is going to be good forever. Nothing lasts forever. Have them come out and look so uh, they can save you a lot of money by fixing it before it goes really bad. But now if you wait until it goes really bad and you get a leak, they'll fix everything that got destroyed inside your home. And I hope that's not anything. But if it is, they do that as well. They do home repairs as well. Uh, they don't have any problem doing you know, small repairs like a roof and uh, inside a bedroom or something like that. Big contractors like big deals. Just know that. Just go to uh, piroofing.com. That's where you will learn more. Piroofing.com. All right, back with you. Uh, again, I got a copy of Seekers, Why They Do What They Do. This DVD uh, from uh, Alan and from Steve. And if you want a copy of this, we're going to give this away free as well. Uh, who is Anthony Costello? Is he's, he a local guy? He's Anthony. a local guy, yeah. yeah. And he uh, he did our music for the Seekers. Did he do some for Dodd? Yeah, I think we used one of his. Yeah. yeah that's that, that's see, all of these people are getting paid back in their own special way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. already done the DVD, I mean a CD, because of that. Really? So he's doing well. Very yeah. good. All right, so the bottom line is this. Uh, be the first caller, 823 right? Did I get it right? Okay, I almost said 63. I know that's not right. Seekers, why they do what they do. The wide screen. Somebody's already won it. You've been, you wanted it too late. Somebody's got it. Just let you know. You got it already. All right. So uh, you guys got. Po- Explain to people exactly what post production means. It's it's more. Okay. You, he just said. Steve, pointing at me. Here, here's um, the key. It's right, so. more than just putting together the scenes there's more to it than oh that. yeah there's you know when we go out to film and we're, we're getting these scenes on the camera we'll take and make takes and takes and takes and of course the actor's like oh i didn't really like that take or me and alan will see something that's wrong well that's all in the, the pre-production so now that we've gotten everything that we liked and everything's on the, the in the digital world Alan and I get together and we start editing down each of those clips. So we're, we have to go through and not only look at every single take, but then we got to figure out what's the best take and then move to the next section. Well, if that first take doesn't match up with the other take or they're two totally different angles, then we've got to start all over again. So we've, we've got our own little process that we have to go through in order to piece together this puzzle of a film in order to get it finished. And that's just the film aspect of it, the visual part of it. We've got some additional dialogue recording we're doing tomorrow that we got to deal with as well, you know. And it's just little things that either add to it or things that we may have missed that we have to have. All right, Jane Hurley of Sherwood is our winner. Good, James. All right, so uh, congratulations. Hope you enjoy. Come and pick it up here. I'm sure Russ already told you where you got to go to get the uh, to get the movie. So we appreciate that. All right, so. Again, if you want to get a copy of uh, the Dodd movie or Seekers, buy a copy. 
Go to Load Storm Studios. That's one word, L-O-A-D, Storm, S-T-O-R-M, Studios, of course, dot com, and you'll find uh, Seekers there. You'll find the Dodd movie there. Or you can go to Amazon.com. There you can get a digital copy, or you can rent a copy of it or whatever. So, you know, you can do the digital on-demand kind of thing where you can watch Mm -hmm. it and and of course it's currently on amazon prime too so if you've got an amazon prime account you can watch it for free so i have it well there you go i do have amazon is seekers on there too seekers is not no uh, seekers will be that is our next one that we're working to get put on there all right well that shouldn't be a problem there's no confederate flag and there is no noose (laughs) (laughs) that's That's, true that might hurt somebody's feelings i don't know anyway supposedly so they're working on this other movie again what about the foley stuff and all of that do you guys do all the foley art we, we kind come of stuff? up with our own sounds and stuff um generally especially with the digital world and the internet we can find foley art pretty much everywhere okay um the things that we really don't have are like the the graphics and the dvd covers and that kind of stuff so in the past we've been lucky enough to have a friend and, and some folks that do you know the the artistry that will lay that out for you and they they kind of put it together we kind of figure out what we like or what we want and we just kind of give them the idea and let them run with it um but we've also done our own work as well as far as piecing together like the back of the dvd cover and the poster and that kind of stuff so all the writing oh yeah it's, all there's that. a ton of work behind the it and lp it, notes so to speak right yeah and with it just being the two of us, you know, it's, it's just that much more. That's amazing. That I, I mean, that is a lot of work, guys. That's mm-hmm. Your post-production's going to – how long do you think it's going to take? Well, with this one, we had really good acting. We didn't really have any uh, equipment failures. So uh, with Dodd, we had a whole – was it a whole scene? Day and a half Equip- worth of uh, equipment failures audio-wise that, that we had know. to deal and with. And I remember you talked about yeah. that on yeah. your Facebook. So, yeah. But um, – with this one, it wasn't that bad, and and we had actors that were rehearsing before they showed up. They rehearsed before while we were getting set up for the shot. Cool. So they were able to just jump in there and knock it out, like just lickety split. So that's because they understood. That's right. That and what we don't do. we don't have fireplaces halfway through filming that we have to <laughs> CGI back into the film that we weren't prepared for. Oh, but, explain uh, that one. What happened? Well, it was filmed in a museum. Okay. Yeah. And they want to allow a lot real fires in the museum so right. the fireplace was there and this was taken during the time of year when it was coldest yeah. in arkansas so you history would have, so far. you would have had a fire so you would oh, have yeah. had a fire and he had to put a fire in there yeah we got got about halfway through what the the second scene in that room and it was like huh this is the first of january it was probably snowing back then because we had an outdoor scene that we shot that they're all shivering and shaking you know like it's right. really cold outside and it was like hey wait we don't have a fire there in reality, so, they were sitting out there sweating, and I said, you guys, the temperature is below 32. It's snowing. It's yeah. the coldest winter in Arkansas's recorded history. You can't stand there wiping sweat. And <laughs> <yourself>. <laughs> yeah, that so. doesn't look right. But, yeah, it's it's That's the why they call like it acting. That. Right. Little things in Dodd that, that it, it, it was a pain to get done, and it took forever to get done. But in the end, watching it, it, it just it makes it fit that much more. Okay, so now I have a question for you. When you get into post-production, you do not shoot a movie in order. It's all out of order. 
do you do you when you do the post production do you find the best scenes and then go in and and put them together the way you think they should go stitch them together yeah generally that's how we try to keep it you know he he writes the script scene one through ten so when we go film it we try to shoot one through ten well once we hit the editing room floor it's kind of like you know you'll see a, a clip that's just oh we've got to have this you know she's really making the expressions on her face or that right, particular right. is exactly what we wanted no mess ups with the lines or whatever and then you're looking at two clips later and it's like well wait a minute we just did a jump cut and we can't have this go to this or this scene doesn't fit or she says this word at this point but then in the next clip it's something totally different so the wording doesn't even match up so mm-hmm. even the best stuff that we find might not actually end up in the film because it doesn't fit with the best of everything else okay so how do you go about like doing dissolves and wipes and things of that nature I try to stay away from them. Um, gen- generally, it really depends on what we're, how we're cutting. You know, if if there's a, a lapse in time, I'll usually fade out and fade back in. If it's just a, a different part of the story, the same day going on at the same time, I'll just do a hard cut and move to the other scene. Okay. So, some of the, the the older school kind of cuts. You know, we don't do a bunch of the. Uh, I, I guess it would be like the Wayne's World kind of a swirly right, blends right. between <laughs> dissolves and all that stuff, yeah. but. Um, no, well, I, you know, we try to keep it pretty, you can pretty quick, that. pretty. Yeah, we can do that, oh, but I'm not doing it. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just interested because I mean, when you look like a movie like Star Wars or whatever, yeah, and that, and that wasn't a big budget when they when they did that, and you're looking at at wipes and stuff. Is that something that is included in the script? Okay, we're going to shoot. Here's what the script says, and then at the bottom it says, not cut, but. Dissolve, dissolve too, or fade yeah. to black, or whatever. Do you do you have that, those instructions? I do those. I do those. He does do that, and like I said, a lot of the times when we're doing that editing, if we ever do a hard cut, it's usually something else going on at the same time. And, and if it's something where, um, say, like with Dodd, we had the uh, the timestamps. You know, it was Wednesday, January twenty third. You know. Right. So with those, we would dissolve into the wording on a black background. We'd dissolve out, and then we'd just kind of crossfade into the actual footage. You know, whether David's walking down the road or, or whatever. Interesting. So. I they didn't realize. I just did a search on their movie, and uh, the Texas Historical Society has a thing up about your movie, and yes. it's a great movie to watch to give you a feel of the times oh, that's good stuff that is that, that, that helps sell some uh, movies hopefully for yeah. that's that's what you want to do but the next one that's coming this one is called what is it again baby girl baby girl and it's a it's going to be a uh, kind of an exorcist movie kind of Kind you of, know, kind of. that's the yeah. best way i'm just trying to give a, yeah. a baby kind girl of a is a preteen that gets uh she bought or she gets a Christmas present, and it's it's a comes with board. a package. No, it comes with a package. <laughs> it's a, it's a bear, and it comes with a package. It's got a demon residing yeah. in it, ah. and it transfers to her and back to the bear, bear to make Chucky. her do what it wants her to do. <laughs> so. Are you ready? Are you guys going to go see the new Chucky movies? I'd like to. I would like to just to see what they're going to do with it. This yeah, one is going to be AI, that. okay? I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. But then they got the, another one that's coming out that is like the old Chucky. I like those. That guy got yeah got somehow his, figured out a way to get his soul, into soul into the, stuck yeah. into a doll. It's going to be kind of interesting. As you know, Brad Dorff has always did uh, the voice of Chucky, but yeah. in this movie, do you know who does the voice? Mm. Luke Skywalker. 
Luke Skywalker. Really? Yeah. That's the Force with him. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark wow, him. that's going to be interesting. I wonder if the if the doll kills people with a lightsaber. That's, that's <laughs> You're a, that's not my father. <laughs> that's it, guys. Thanks so much for coming in. We're going to do yeah. this again uh, after good. you get through with post production. All right, Thank we'll make th- we'll make that happen. Look forward Looking to forward to it. it. Don't forget Loadstorm Studios. One word. dot com. Check it out. Buy your copy today. I'll see you on Monday. Don't forget that God gave you a whole week of life. You can give him a day that you or an hour of a day and go out and see what he might have to tell you. I'll talk to you at two o'clock on Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 